0: Help. Hey guys, Jeremy, National Fire Radio with Rob Ridley as always, but more importantly than us, two gentlemen that we're absolutely honored to have in the studio tonight, Mark Gregory and Tom Geese, P.L. Vulcan.
1: Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thanks for
0: having us. Of course. So here we are, guys. Like, we, you know, this day and age, I mean, we got to be careful, right? So we, we talked before the show. We mentioned, you know, the coronavirus and everything going on. So we're prepared tonight.
2: I'm fa- thank you for bringing the protection. Uh, you know, I provided my own goggles. Well, I think the eye protection is a little aggressive, yeah, yeah. but no, I mean, listen, that's fine. It's. I'm not I'm not looking to get exposed tonight. I'm I, looking, you know. Tommy, as, we, nice. as we preach, safety. Safety first. Safety never takes a day safety, off. No, is safety that is, the, is no right? accident, right? right. I, I, mean, it's,
1: I mean, it is an accident. Here's one it, for you. <laughs> safety ends in a Y, but begins with you. Oh, wow. look at it. That Man. is, that is, uh, and, and this is the
2: shit drop drop I have it. to listen to nonstop when you traveling. Have some mark, the same jokes right. over oh. uh, and <laughs> over.
0: Already, already, beat me to it. the draw. So, listen, welcome to the studio. Um, this has been, uh, uh, kind of a ways in the making right now. It's awesome to have you guys here. Uh, I am ditching the mask. I'd rather before. have coronavirus. We'll shoot some, up, we'll shoot some content later with that. But I'll tell you, never before have we had some excitement of having a guest on where people wanted to watch it live, and I think that's a testament to who you guys are and what you guys do. Um, PL Vulcan uh, Training is a company that is very much nationally recognized for what you guys do, and I think that's fantastic. So I'm happy to have you guys here tonight. Um, for Rob, myself, Tucker, and Sebi, man, it's just cool. It's cool to meet guys like yourself. We we. Uh, had a couple of uh, sodas before the before the party tonight. Indeed, and, uh, indeed. And so on. We just got to catch up a little bit. We've never met before, so it was just a real nice introduction of who we are and and, and what you guys are and who you are. So I love it. But Mark, maybe you can start off, brother. Maybe educate us a little bit about your background, where we where you came
1: from, P.L. Vulcan, all of it, man. Let's start rolling. All right. I grew up in uh, Sunnyside, Queens, New York City. Grew up around the firehouse. <clears throat> Excuse me, my. Uh, my pseudo-godfather was a uh, Lieutenant Rescue 4, John Dillon. I grew up with uh, legends like John Dillon, Tommy Williams. I rode in Rescue 4 as a kid. Outstanding. A lot of great guys took care of me and uh, graduated high school. Ended up getting into the New York Fire Patrol, which was a great job at the time. Um, 1991, got on the FDNY. I was in uh, Ladder 132 in uh, bed Brooklyn. Did a uh, little over four years there. Ended up going to Rescue 2. I did just, uh, just almost eight years there before getting promoted to Lieutenant. Did uh, 12 years in uh, Ladder 111 in Nuthouse as a lieutenant. It was a great, uh, great ride. Enjoyed myself. I bet. Promoted to captain. Out to Queens for three years. And uh, I knew it was time to come home, come back to the Borough Fire. And uh, I'm back in Brooklyn now. <laughs> ladder 176 in Brooklyn. And uh, that's it. That's it in a nutshell, Captain show, of 176. Captain of Ladder right? 176, Tin House Truck. That's fantastic.
0: Tom, what's your backstory, brother? What brought you here tonight
2: to our beautiful studio? Uh, Mark drove
1: my ghetto jet. Yeah, Mark's is that ghetto. what it was?
2: Yeah, Mark's ghetto. Girl.
0: I love. Let's talk about New York City firemen for a minute. <laughs> I love how most of them have that commute car for the job.
2: Indeed, you have to. Oh yeah, yeah. Understand? Yeah, I you, know, I. you know, I don't. But uh, you <laughs> know, Mark makes a lot more money than I do. <laughs> so I just have one car. <laughs> what happens? Yeah, different it's, level. It's, yeah. it's what just what do you think it. of my ghetto jet? It's phenomenal. I mean, it has two radios in it. What kind of car? <laughs> What what kind of car would you not like that has two radios? Agreed. But uh, I got on. Uh, I started in the fire service when I was a little kid. My father was um, was on the FDNY. He was also in my my volley department, and uh, kind of followed him around like any little kid does. And uh, grew up around the fire service. My my whole is involved. My uncles, my grandfather, my my uh, grandmother's brother was uh, a lieutenant on the FDNY, and. Um, so it was in the family growing up, and then as I started getting older, I joined the volunteers when I was 18. And, uh, you know, rose all through the ranks there, just finished a term as chief of department there. And uh, then my brother <laughs> took over as chief. So again, it. it's all in the family. I followed my and brother then, uh, becoming a chief. Absolutely. In 2004, I got on the FDNY. I took the test right after 9-11. I think, you know, I always wanted to be a, a New York City fireman, but I think after 9-11, you know, with my father passing, it kind of just solidified it. Seeing the brotherhood, how everyone took care of my brothers, my mom and I, and kind of solidified the fact that this is what I'm going to. Do for the rest of my life, and then I uh, did well on the test, and ended up uh, graduating Proby school, going to ladder 147 in the Flatbush section of Brooklyn, the pride of Flatbush. And you're you're and, at 147. Yeah, I'm still, still right? there now. I've been there 16 years. So you um, got to be one of the more senior guys in the house. Or? Uh, yeah, on the list of seniority in the company, I think I'm fourth nice. in seniority. So, um, yeah, when I got there, there was a lot of guys over 20 years, but the way the job has went, you know, since 9-11, right. sixteen years land you kind of towards the top but great company we're not a big time on the job company we're kind of more uh, you know time in the house and how guys operate kind of company so it's it's a great place um known as one of the better places around the job so
0: yeah that's fantastic i mean reputation's huge um which i think brings us right in logically into the next conversation of pl vulcan um you know i think a lot of people i mean you guys have stellar careers in the fdmy and who you are, and, and you're you know, um, all very well respected um, across the job. But I think what really stands out for me and how I, how I know you, and I don't really know you, but I know of you is through. Well, we, know, we know each other now. Now we do. Absolutely. I mean, I mean practically
2: your... like brothers at yeah. this point. Right.
0: I mean, you'll be coming to my <laughs> second <laughs> wedding, my third wedding. I mean, yeah. you guys will be, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know yeah. December 24th, but if you want to come over to my house, we're doing this. Wait a second. And... Back oh, up. Second nice. wedding?
2: You're going to have a second wedding? No,
0: I better not. My wife's an angel, so I'm, right, gonna, I got I'm not going to screw that up. My Mark man, and I got attacked by the divorce I get monster. it. <laughs> I, you know, it's listen, that's <laughs> a that's a part of this beast, right? I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, right? I was teasing, but- we don't okay, need I to get have it. that. Yeah. I got it. We don't
2: need to have that conversation. No, we certainly don't. We're moving forward.
0: <laughs> but I want to. I want to hit on like um, we we're talking. <laughs> we're talking about like respect and and um, you know and leaving. Uh, you know, I want to even say a legacy and and how I got to know and become known of who you guys were was through that PL Vulcan brand, right? I think that really defines um, you guys. You guys have taken your careers and your experiences, um, whether in 147 or Mark throughout your career of. Of the special operations companies and back to the truck you know you guys bring a lot to the table through your training company mark maybe you can hit on that a little bit tell us all about it man i'd love to hear about it
1: well really got the uh i guess you'd call it the uh, the knack to get into the uh teaching business working with pete lund pete was lieutenant in rescue too when i was a firefighter there uh pete would take myself several other guys and we'd go around the country help pete out basically we're his lackeys, helping him set up, run props, run stations, and uh, it was fun. It was exciting to go out, meet brothers all across the country, and uh, have, have a good time. You know, the, share, the, share the brotherhood, learn different types of tactics. Pete retired. Unfortunately, he passed away in line of yeah. duty in his volunteer <laughs> fire department, and uh, we were thinking of how we could honor Pete. So it all came down to the company name. You know, you're thinking, you know, what are you gonna, what are you gonna call yourselves? You know, uh, the bravest fire training company and all the stuff. And sure. um, <clears throat> we we thought about Pete's nickname when he was in Rescue 2 was the Vulcan. Uh, Vulcan is the Greek god of fire, and whenever Pete worked, you went to fires. <laughs> so we came up with the name PL Vulcan, which was funny at the time because you know you had people would read the name and they would look at it and they'd be like, uh, you know. Hey, what's up with what's up with the name of this company? And like, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, what's it mean? What's it stand for? And it really comes back to just honoring honoring Pete sure. and uh, doing a, doing the right thing by him. And, and even when we go on the road, I mean. Tommy's been teaching us for uh, five, six years now, Tom, five, right? Five years. I gave you an extra. Thanks. Um, I'll take it. <coughs> so it gets me closer to do retirement. A great job. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A great it job. Listen, seems like it's at least only so years, many of us, right? you know, we go, we go out <laughs> on the road and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to know that we try to keep the training simplistic, right? Fun. Right. But we want to make sure that guys, you know, also are taking the seriousness of what the job is. And, uh, it's been a great ride. I mean, uh, met a lot of great friends all throughout the nation. Uh, we were in Japan two years ago. That's yeah. right. we did some training. Okinawa, and that was that was pretty uh, that was pretty wild. But uh, just the people that you meet training, the people like yourselves that we meet doing this, and then uh, you know the instructors itself. We were saying before we've got a nice little tight family, and uh, just like any family, we're dysfunctional at times. We fight at times. We hug at times. And do you guys uh, do you along.
0: do you open up? I mean, you guys do a lot of training. I know tomorrow you're flying out to go do
1: another class, Texas. right? Yep, you can take the mask with you. Well, I thought we needed them they back. Have we, don't need, we don't need those back. No, no, we don't. Well, okay. They have no cases in the county that we're going to. We're going to Baycliffe, Texas tomorrow. So no, no cases near Baycliffe, Texas. But
0: that airplane you're traveling on is a whole other... Ah, no, I don't, I, I don't was, think. I that, don't care. A week ago, I could care less. Yeah, 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 I'm hoping. Right. I'm hoping to right. a
2: row to myself for a nice three fact, hour nap, the nap. Absolutely. on absolutely. That last
0: week there was nobody on the flight coming back from Tampa. So where I'm going with this, Mark, is is do you open up your uh conferences your lectures your uh hands-on with the story of pl vulcan we we if
1: we don't do it in the beginning somehow or another we work it into the it's presen- so Im- we work i think it it it's so important and, i really uh, do you know it's just really oh you know, pete's memory getting yeah. the point across the point across of you know we're firefighters but we're also you know we want to be mentors and we were all mentored so we were all in that position you know we great guys have taught us and we just want, you know, we're giving back. We're giving back across the country, so uh, it's it's a good feeling, without I, a doubt. I think one of the uh, I
3: haven't had you guys come up to Poughkeepsie, New York, for some training, like, um, and we I've talked about this with uh, some other people. We've had Aaron Heller in here before, and and the the guys that came up to do the training with us, um, like a lot of guys were nervous because like, oh, we're not we're not rescue four firemen. Like we're not like, you know, we're not these like, you know like giants, etc., And like, they were just like, Hey, we're regular guys like you. We're just going to show you how to do this. And like, I don't want to say they took the wind out of guys sales, but they like, they, they bought, broke it down to that level. And they were just regular people like us. And it was,
1: it, it happens. It was great to get the training from them. I, I mean, I said to Jeremy before it happens every class we go to, right. like we'll do, people will say, Hey, do you want to come teach on Saturday? And we always say, well, why don't we do a lecture Friday night and then do the classroom on Saturday? And they're like, well, why are we doing that? We're like. Because most guys want to be home with their family at some point in time over the weekend. So we do let's say a, a man and machine class. We'll do an eight hour class Friday night, we do the lecture, and after lecture we go out. And just like just like today, right? right. Going to going yep. to Billy's. Absolutely. You go there, you sit, you talk to guys, and you learn, hey, this guy is no different than me. He puts his pants on the same way. Mm-hmm. He's working two jobs. He's uh, you know, he's driving around in a ghetto beater. So when we go back to the classroom on Saturday and we start the hands-on stuff. It's just such a better relationship. It's I really that well. For that's
2: us. one of the most important parts of the uh, of what PL Vulcan does is um, like I'm an instructor for us. My my little brother is, uh, is a teacher with us as well. And it's my little brother has a very different mentality about it than I do. He's the, you know, anti buff guy who, you know, if you show up, he'll count the amount of things hanging off your bunker coat and make fun of you for it, you know. But to me, I'm the I'm the Buffy one of of the two of us. And but people see that we're just the regular guys in the firehouse you know it's when uh when we show up it's everywhere we go it's the exact same circus man it's the clowns have different faces and but they see that we're just a part of that we're not we're not above anybody we just happen to you know i say it all the time i'm very lucky to work where i work i'm very lucky to have had a father who worked where he worked and give me all you know all the information he gave me um so it's, it's kind of like my job to go out there and share it. you know. You know
0: what's, what's super cool about what you just said is we, we get a lot of feedback from people from across the country. And it's young kids through the senior man that, that send us some messages or, hey, this podcast struck a chord with me. I listen to you guys. Gets me through my commute. I got an hour commute, whatever, right? right. Super cool and humbled by that. But I love the message that you just brought because we get that all the time. We get the like, not everybody has the ability to go to jobs every day. Not everybody works in Brooklyn or Baltimore or D.C. or Philly. 100%. And and so I would think the majority of the fire service is not going to fires on a daily or even weekly basis. But they want to
2: hear from the guys who are.
0: I agree. But the guys that are have such a lesson to tell, such stories to tell. But they have to be able to tell them on the level that understanding that not everybody's been afforded the opportunity to go to work as much maybe as you were on your last tour. I think that's
1: important. And, and it goes back to two. I think one of the biggest things we try to teach guys is simplicity. Right. You know, don't mm-hmm. don't look at this picture like, whoa. Mark, Can I just interrupt you for a second?
2: I'm looking at his phone right here, and Carol Felice Geese is my mother, and she wrote, hi, Mark, and on the comments from Facebook. Hi, hi, hi Mama Geese. But I did notice there's no hi, Tommy, well, hi, Sonny, to- or Tommy, anything like that. I something so, to tell you. Yeah, I, listen. Oh. I'm already well aware. I'm the third favorite in the line of three boys. She didn't um, ask that we have <laughs> Yeah, she asked I love if we the fact she, that during all of this. He's looking at yeah, who's watching. It's high him. mark. I love that. Like, I'm not watching. I just see Carol Felice Geese. That rings a bell. It's my Maybe mom. She didn't and didn't recognize you that mark. mustache. I mean, is she kidding me? Ma, I mean, really? Is that's, this a joke? You no Hi, t- Mark. Your son is sitting here on the radio. I mean, no, no, hi, Tommy. That's no Tucker mustache. Uh, Jimmy either, Adams just, just posts, hi, Tommy. Hey, there Jimmy Adams. Go. How now are you? They're Speaking they're of creepy and the... Hi, Tommy. Ah,
1: see your mom. You're
2: awesome. Your mom's got your back. <laughs> yeah, dude, She had to be prompted to do it. <laughs> that's <laughs> phenomenal. Thanks a lot, Ma. It's great. She just Feeling said, real good about what's, myself right what's now. His, what's his name again? Oh, that's right. Tommy. She asked my two other brothers, hey, which one's that? But uh, it's actually my brother's birthday today, so he's actually, uh, well, happy he's, birthday. they're all there for his birthday. Is that the one that hates the Buffs? This. Yeah, that's yeah. the anti-Buffy Yeah. One. So we should so, get him, what, a radio strap or something? He's actually in flips now. Like, he just what? got promoted to lieutenant. So should congratulations, Ron, for yeah, being that's promoted fantastic. to lieutenant and leaving one of the best firehouses on the job to go bounce around another division. Smart move. Yeah, I would definitely not do that. <laughs> but um, anyway, moving along.
1: Hey, Mark, let's get back to where <laughs> you were going, pal. Yeah.
2: Do you remember or?
1: uh yeah Yeah. kind of think so Uh, absolutely simplicity you know again uh was funny i i teach a class for suffolk community college on extrication a kid brought webbing in the other day and we just went over you know what he carried for is it just strictly for removing a down fireman or a victim we went over you know making a two-to-one setting it up that you can climb over a fence using it for lowering tools raising tools you know, and that's the thing. I think when you show these kids that are out there today, and it's not always just kids, when you show people there's other, you know, there's other ways that you can use a device or uh, other ways that you can skin a cat, they appreciate And they appreciate the fact that you talk to them on the same level. Yeah. And you're not talking to them above, you know, above them.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing too, we started talking about it, uh, when we were pregaming at the at the restaurant before we sat down here tonight, you guys were pregaming. I, I was inhaling cor- wings cor- yes, like there was cor- no tomorrow. The wings were fantastic, they phenomenal. Were, yes, they Love were, wings. For me Love for wings. Yeah,
2: it. no problem. But Just, I, uh, the
0: conversation we never got to finish the conversation. I think we, you know, we were playing lotto or whatever, right? Here's the
2: thing. Gotta feed your addictions, it's, my man. I understand
0: completely. Trust. Can't
2: drink. Can't smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. Gambling. I, it is. Yes, damn right.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, I, I. What I, what I really want to touch on, and you guys in the training sector, I think um, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, but I think too often we're influenced by what we're seeing and um, you know, just because a guy can shoulder load a ladder and flip it up off his hip and throw it on his shoulder and carry it down the alley and flip that thing up and so on, to aspire to be able to do that's great. But, All well and good. But I think the most important thing is getting the job done. Agreed. Right. But I
2: think sometimes we lose that message. I think a lot of the people who teach in, in that manner and that highly energetic, highly involving fitness, you know, um, and oh look how strong if you're strong, you could do this sometimes almost turn out to be almost inexperienced. Um, because when you look at that, like, listen, being a great backup man is great. And having the strength to, to be a nozzle man that doesn't need a backup man is great. But when, you know, in the engine, I've been shown using a wall behind you is phenomenal as a backup man lean against it open the nozzle use that for the you know for the back pressure so that doesn't take much strength that takes the wall behind you not collapsing which it's not going to do right so you know all of the you know oh look at me i carry a portable ladder by myself that's great good for you but if it takes me and mark doing it together to get it there and get it up and get in the window and pull the kid out That works as just as well.
0: I understand that completely. And that's kind of where I'm going, right? It's like the ability to be able to do the job. And I think there's different levels of doing the job, but I also think that we, there's sometimes some falsehood set to it, right? Like we're watching from the outside looking in and and for an impressionable 20 year old firefighter who's been on the job or in a volunteer house for two years they aspire to be able to force that door in one swing or aspire to throw that ladder by themselves, but they don't have the practical experience, know-how, or understanding. And plus, the videos and training videos and training nuggets they're watching are rehearsed, and that could be the guy's fifth Mm -hmm. or sixth or or tenth try
2: at throwing that ladder by himself. It's all well and good throwing a 24 in a parking lot against a supermarket, but now put two cars in the driveway, a set of hedges, you know, and... People screaming at the window to add pressure to you right. and na- now go throw it up to the window. Right. Mark, what were you going to say? You were, you were kind of leaning in a little
0: bit on that. Like, Well,
1: I, today's society, one thing that always irks me, and, and we deal with it, the we force. are constant under scrutiny with the PL Vulcan. One of the techniques we sh- uh, that we show, we do a, a ladder lift with vehicles. Right. And we anybody who takes our class, we always explain, hey, listen, this is engine one coming down the road lady waves you down, you're not gonna wait for that rescue truck. Correct. You're not gonna wait for that ladder truck with airbags come in. You've got a ground ladder, you've got wheel chocks, you've got two halligans, you've got uh, some hose, you're going to lift that vehicle, and you're going to do a job. And the Facebook firefighter, we all know who he is. Of course. It's a guy. He lives in his mother's basement. Listen, they underwear. love me.
0: They, <laughs> yeah. they absolutely I, 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 love I, I, this page. I can it's assure perfect. you that. That's yeah. awesome. But, it's good yeah. for you. Absolutely. I like when
2: he comments on our things, though. Mark, <laughs> Mark's, Mark's going to describe him, and then I'll tell you some of the comments he likes to write. So the, these guys, I'm they're, about this. they're yeah, down this in is their
1: basement, and they turn around. They got ladder 49 on one TV, and they got backdraft on the, <laughs> the other. They got a fire <laughs> helmet on. They got a smoke machine going. they go, Mom, let me Two blue lights. Two two
2: rotating blue lights yes. on the ceiling. All right. And yeah. all
1: they're looking for is a picture of Jeremy maybe putting a ladder up the wrong way Correct. or holding a tool. Meanwhile, they don't know and that maybe half a you're just of time. changing right. your position. Half a second of time. But they're quick. Not to even. It's, it's like, and that's 174th, right.
2: I think I say that more when we're teaching than anything else. Someone will show us a picture they found online, and it's almost like I don't want to see it. Like I don't, I'm not commenting on this poor guy who might have just struggled to get this ladder to the rear. You know, we'll use the ladder as an example. He did everything in his might to climb over two abandoned cars that were on the side of the building. Now he gets to the rear and he's going to do anything he can to get this ladder up. I'm not commenting on the exactly like you just said, one sixty-fourth of a second of your photo that you're showing me that he had to get it up. Listen, did he get the ladder up? Did he climb the ladder? Did he did he clear out the window and get in? I hope I hope the answer to that's yes, but I can't comment. Show me a video of the whole process, and I'll right. and I'll turn around and say to you, hey, you know what? Yeah, could he have done this a little better? Absolutely. But to that guy who sits in the basement and just posts on Facebook, posts yeah, on I, Instagram listen, all day, I, and they and they yeah, every, just
1: they try to destroy us. Like I said, they, well, of and course, we'll get people. Oh my God! I can't believe that you guys are teaching this stuff and uh, you're horrible instructors. Meanwhile, they're donkey fuckers. Right there, you go. For That's it. Bucks. That yeah, just, a <laughs> anyway. there you go, Ron. I'll take that hundred dollars
2: in cash if you don't mind. I got cash it in there. Pay
1: it out. <laughs> but they turn around and, like I said, they make comments and they don't understand that maybe this is the only tool that you have. Sure. You know. And uh again, we show this. We go on and on, and we and we compare it to. If you had a fireman tonight, God forbid in this township, who fell through a floor, and you took and lowered a hose lying down, and you lift that guy up out of that hole in the floor, is that okay to do?
2: It's going to be if I save his life, right? Like
1: that's it. Well, wait a second. Isn't it it taught at your fire academy? Of course it is. Mm -hmm. It's part of rapid intervention, right? Is that fire hose rated to have that guy on it? No, of course not. No. So there you are thinking outside the box. So in the fire service, we accept certain things as being kosher, and we accept other things as being voodoo. Right. And we don't teach voodoo. We teach realistic tactics that are going to make an effect and save somebody's life. And that's the conversation,
0: right? You can't teach realistic, tra- realistic training unless you've actually experienced it. You, it. If you don't have the pedigree, the experience, the knowledge, the know-how, right? right? We can. I've had this conversation in, on this platform before with different guests and, and guys that are seasoned. And can we teach experience? Can it not be taught? I think you could teach some experience. I believe that. As, as I, far I as think, uh, think, yeah. think we can. I, can yeah. I think
2: you have to be able to. If you couldn't now, there'd be no such thing as well, good experience. Okay.
1: <laughs> hold, hold on Go one ahead. second. Yeah, yeah. So we did a class in Oyster Bay, Long Island, what, about uh, two months ago? Yeah. Two Nassau County police officers from emergency service just got into the unit, so they're new, they're right. learning, they're trained to, to the help. They've got all the, all the tools. They took our class. We did a man versus machinery evolution with them. Three days later. Not even, I think it was they like had literally person. the next day. These two officers were the first responders for somebody's hand stuck in a pasta machine. And they did the extrication. So again, they had experience, they had knowledge. All we did was provide them with the know-how That's of, right. hey, this is what you gotta look into just to get this job done.
2: One of them is actually, one of the ESU cops actually in my volunteer department. And uh, he literally texted me like right after it was over. He's like, dude, we just used everything you guys taught us. And I was like, oh, what'd you have? He goes, oh, we had a hand in a pasta machine. They're sending me pictures and it was textbook. So can you, you know, fortunately for us, we're able to provide a very realistic type of training. Like we don't just go and, you know, use your training building or something like that and, and stretch hose lines. To nothing. You know, we try to, first of all, a man versus machine, you, you do a PowerPoint and then you actually go out and do four to six different stations of actually doing it. And so can I teach mm-hmm. you the the real life experience of, yeah, there's a kid in the car with a piece of rebar pinned between him and this seat. No, I can't put you under that level that of pressure. pressure that, yeah, right. So, but I can put a piece of rebar through a mannequin and have you do it so that the only thing added when you do get there is the pressure that it's a, a real human being. You know, yep. there, there's you know, a
3: good saying out there, like, in, in the middle of a fight, it's not uh, it's not the time to learn good uh, new skills hundred percent because i, I would when you came up and did the class you had that uh sure. the person uh, stuck in the uh the swing yes the child and i said I am never going to use this here, but I get cool. But like, and then three months later, there's someone stuck in a swing. There's somebody stuck in a swing at the children's you know, home. And I'm th- like, was it like a love swing rock? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think
2: no. the,
0: Finors,
3: definitely the
0: not. I think are, the, the most gets caught up. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that really gets caught in the locks. And I the think the biggest
2: thing terrible. with all of that of teaching, um, with teaching it with experience is I hope, that we don't teach many people who have to pull a fireman out, sure. who go to a writ or a fast truck drill and actually have to pull a down fireman out. Um, I've been involved in it. I know Mark has been involved in it. Um, we have a bunch of instructors who have been involved in removing a down fireman. Fortunately, mine, both both that we got out, survived. Um But that being said, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be drilling on it and somebody who's well-versed in it, you know, a perfect example, my my brother who, you know, just to use him again, who teaches with us, he's never been involved in removing a down firefighter, but he's very well-versed in it, knows what he's talking about. So he's not teaching from necessary experience, but that's something you're not going to experience very often. You know, have I experienced every bit of man versus machine? No, but fortunately through working with Mark, through working with guys like Ray Griffin, one of our instructors, Pat, uh, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Sanders, who is one of our instructors, senior man of rescue, too. I mean, these are people who aren't there's nobody who's really going to do it much more than that. Right. Um, so but that's through, we're teaching that experience. That's, right? Where that's we the can, experience right. is if I if you're learning from someone who has the experience. Yes, you're not fully getting that experience. But at the same time, you're getting more get
1: experience. And the, and the beauty of our group, again, and it's not even just plugging a group. It's, it's just we learn from each other. Tommy, Tommy's a medic, I can ask him something about crush syndrome, I pick up a thing or two. Tommy can ask me a question on something. I can go to uh, Ray Griffin or Ronnie Geese or Jimmy Adams, whoever. And we all pick something up from each other. And we basically we feed the fire because somebody's got something to say when we build a new prop. Somebody's got something to add that maybe one one of the rest of us didn't think about and it feeds the fire, which is, you know, what you want to do as a a training group. That's it, that's that's absolutely That's
2: another great thing about our group of instructors is I joke all the time, I learn as much teaching a class as I do share with that I know, you know, because sometimes you'll teach with an instructor you haven't taught with in a while, and, you know, during lunch you'll be like, hey, I want to show you something real quick, I just picked up from someone else somewhere else. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, you're learning while you're there as well. well, I I don't
0: think there's anything better than being pushed. Right, like we talked about earlier, when when you surround yourself with like-minded people, they're going to push you to be better, and they're going to. You're not everybody knows everything. There's going to be a little tip or trick or hack or something that is out there that you've never seen or known before, and you're going to pick that up whether on the training ground, no doubt, right? But here's here's my disconnect with all of this. If we're not willing to take that and push that forward,
2: then we're losing. There's no such thing as knowing everything on this job, and I think. I think if you don't know that, it's it's Yeah, but I think we go. have an
0: obligation too, Mike, where, where we, we need to push that forward, right? Mark, this, you're a captain of a very busy truck company. You have an obligation, right, between, yep. your, between the, the lieutenant below you and then your crews to really push
1: and promote what you've learned and known so that you leave your stamp on what we're doing. I think the biggest thing that gets let, let down in training is theory. Yeah, So, talk about let's that. Let's say, yeah, that's good. Yes. <laughs> I, c- I come in and I come in as a teaching group and I teach you today about large area search. I tell you that we've got this main line. We're going to go in 150 feet. We've got tag lines. You tell me we've got 25 foot tag lines and we go out. And like when I teach with Tommy or one of the other guys, we say, well, you got 25 foot tag lines. And they're like, yeah, why? Because we've always had them that way. Okay, but why? And here's my thought process behind it. Me and you go into a private dwelling fire tonight. How far are we normally apart from each other? Right. 10, 15 right, exactly. feet, right? depending so on the room, the building, right? When are, we, when are we using a search line in a building that basically has Large our butt area. muscle right. puckering like this? Absolutely. So do you? I really want you, now when I stretch my arms out, 25 to 30 feet away from me, where I don't know the environment and I don't know what's going on. It's not a typical private dwelling where I know there's a window every couple of feet. So we show guys searching with a 10 to 12 foot. Uh, Tagline off the search rope, and they go, Wow, well, that's too short. And when you show them, they go, hey, Makes it sense. Kind of makes sense. You know what? You, you're taking smaller pieces out of the pie, but you're getting the pie taken care of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not swooping around things, you're actually chomping away and you're taking those pieces out. Man and machine. Guys will say, Hey, we got a guy with his hand stuck in a meat grinder, and they go over and they're cutting with the right angle <clears> grinder, <throat> and we'll say the blade goes bad. Right? All right. Handle this and they look at you like you have six heads and it's like, hey, bro, you know it's gonna happen. But that's the thing. <clears throat> Many of us do not teach the full theory of the class, and no one's gonna come up to you. Well, I shouldn't say no, and very few people are gonna come up and say, Hey dude, I, I've never changed the uh, the band on a bandsaw. Can you right. show me because yep. it's fine, man? Sure, Why what, right. what are we always afraid of? Someone's gonna fe- Are right. you
0: kidding me? Yeah. You don't know doing it wrong. But
1: How do you not know that? Like, yeah. When we're <laughs> when we're at that fence impediment and we need that tool PM'd. And you're the only guy, you got to know how to do this stuff. And I'm very big on, you've got to teach the theory before you teach the entire operation. You got to make sure guys understand this stuff.
0: I love this conversation. I'll tell you why. Because, uh, you know, I kind of relate this to today's fire service. Because now more than ever, we have to explain the why.
2: And I'm, I'm huge on explain. I'm huge on asking the why. Why? If we're teaching (laughs) something, why, what do you mean why, why? Why do you ask why? Why do you ask why? You know how many guys,
0: you know how many many people are afraid to ask why? 100%, but I like being Or how many, how many
2: guys don't want to have to answer the why? And typically it's because they don't know. I like being the person in the, in the front of the room, you know, teaching and asking why, you know, like perfect example, the search rope. Well, why do we use it? And then, you know, somebody will give the answer, oh, we use it in large areas. No, why why do we use it? And then it takes a little while, but you get out of someone or you explain that we use it in areas where we're nervous about getting back out of, right? We're using a search rope for to start for one reason Comfort. so that we have a vet right. right we have a very quick way out we use it in large areas why because there's nothing to to touch on the wall sometimes the walls are 30 feet from where we are right. so it becomes our wall you know we actually had a guy we were drilling on the search rope the other night and uh, a younger fireman in our firehouse who's very very sharp said that he heard once from a boss he used to shoot straight down the middle of the building with the search rope to divide the building in half and then he would be able to tell the engine it's to the left of the rope or to the right of the rope. Awesome tip. I had never heard that before, and I liked it. But to me, we had a fire in the basement of a tire store once. And the chauffeur goes, uh, I'm sorry, it was on the first floor of a tire store. Chauffeur goes down to the basement to check this, the basement with no search rope. Gets down there, no fire in the basement, no heat, just a lot of smoke. Gets a little turned around, but finds his way out. My question to him is, why no search rope? Yeah. Well, it was the basement. It was, it was only a 20 by 60 building. Well, if you look back as why do yeah. we take the search rope, the search rope is so I'm confident I 100% have a way out. I know this rope is my way out. Where else should I be taking that other than where a massive amount of rubber is burning? And the smoke is is so thick you can lean on it. That's a Buffy statement for all you people back there, and, uh, right? And then I have my way out. This rope is my way out. And plus, put the knots in it, right? Now I have the knots. I'm 25 feet in. I'm 25 feet into a basement of a tire, so I've passed 300 tires on my way. Maybe I'm a little too deep here. Maybe it's, I'm by myself. It's time to back up. So it's little things like that where when you ask the why, you know, sometimes you get a lot better answers. Oh, I like to force a door like this. Why? Well, this, that, and the other thing. But isn't well, isn't
0: but, why the the uh, the devil right now? I mean, like everybody's this new this younger generation, in the
1: firehouse. They want to know why. Without it, but I like that. But I do too, right? I like but it, and then you so, get a guy. So why, why are you blaming the younger generation? That, they, I agree. It's like that. It's like. That kid at home that you have, you've got that three-year-old at home that asks why? I agree. They're curious. Well, you That's know what? Right.
2: They want the answers. Keep feeding, feeding them. them. Keep feeding them. My Feed thing them. is, everyone tells you you're supposed you're not supposed to use the, the bunny tool to force a door. Well, my answer to that is... Why? Why? Well, because everyone always told me I should be working on it conventionally. I should know how to do it conventionally. 100%. But I ask you this. It's your kid behind that door at three in the morning, and we pull up first due, and it's out two windows of this apartment. Why are you not using that bunny tool? Well, I should know how to do it conventionally. Well, i am you're carrying on every run you go to a guarantee. That bunny tool works 99% of the time. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it spreads the door enough to get the Halligan in to finish the job. So why? Why wouldn't you use it if it's the guarantee? They're screaming on the way up the stairs, there's people still in the apartment. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, the door's locked. It's a good chance there's people still in the apartment. So why? So when you know everybody complains about these young guys, these millennials, if yeah, you yeah, will, yeah. they're the biggest cancer to the fire Listen, service. Right? Listen, we talk millennials. We all the time. Twenty, 20, years, 20 years ago, time, we were
1: the biggest cancer to the without
2: body. a doubt. Yeah, it. And, and I, but yes. to me, them walking in the firehouse with a hundred why questions is phenomenal. Every one mm-hmm. of their whys is a drill.
0: And we have an opportunity, and the responsibility answer that
2: 100 percent. but yeah. what what and is if it? you can't find the guy who can how many yeah. times do i text you mark where i'm like hey guy just asked me a question in the firehouse i told him i had to take a piss ran to the bathroom and now i'm texting you <laughs> for the ah, answer that's good i like oh. that you know but, uh, but not, or i'll or tell it, the guy not I'll, out
1: of ten times you're asking me what i'm wearing but then yeah you throw that <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell
2: the guy straight out you know what i'm not 100 percent sure i think i have an idea but let me get let me get the answer for you and i'll text someone i know who has the answer to why and Get them the answer because that's all they're looking for. They want but the knowledge it, just it, like we did. And you're, I
3: just, just want to jump in. It's funny though, because we always bag our younger generation. We we're like, oh, they don't want to learn. Not here. They, they no want to, no, I mean, would we, sit in the firehouse, right? I like, know. They're like, oh, they don't want to learn. They're always in their phone. They're always doing this. Or they're, but like, they're really, they're trying to understand the reason why we're doing things. But
1: yep. what, what, brings, what brings life to a fire company? Let's say today there's a probie school graduates and they send a probie to my firehouse. That probie adds life because the guys that were comfortable on the couch and doing their thing now realize, what do you have to do? I love that. We got to train this guy. Yeah. So what are they doing? That one individual being thrown into the company has now gotten people to arise from the couch, all right? And teach them and, and hopefully train them the way that they were trained and, and break them in the right way. And that's, and that is our responsibility. I mean, as a company commander, I look at that all the time. I've got two new guys just came into my company. And, you know, I tell the guys, listen, you got to make sure these guys on a night tour till 10, 11 o'clock at night, make sure they know the rig, make sure they understand what's going on on the day tours. They should be out drilling, doing things because you got, there's so much on that rig that they've got to learn. They've got to learn it now, you, you know, and they'll build on these skills over the years, but now we've got to at least just get the basics, get the ideas into their heads. And, and they're impressionable,
0: right? Like if, 100%. If, we're, well, if, I, we're, if we're willing to work with them, right? If, if you have the senior guys that are willing to step up and say, we're going to give them that time, we need to, right? right? I'm willing to do that. They're willing to listen, right? It's a different way of learning, right? I learned through watching, right? I was told, shut up kid, keep your mouth quiet, you watch. Right? You'll learn. Right. Takes your time. Right. This is a this is a whole different animal now, right? And so like I'm I raised four kids. I'm raising kids right. still. Like, They're different it, than we were. Right? So I look at the firehouse the same way as like I, I have to explain to my kids. Now, I rule my house with an iron fist. However, that iron fist is followed up by reason and explanation. Exactly. And so on, right?
2: And yes. by a wife who's actually in charge. Uh, yes. Yeah. If Terry it. is
0: my wife is very much in charge. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. but but so she's
2: the iron fist. Yeah, you just yeah. do some explaining.
0: But you have to explain <laughs> and, and I, don't, I don't have to explain myself. I have to explain or I feel obligated to explain the why. yeah and when and when you have people asking why, it means they're interested and if they're asking why they put their phone down. right? If they're asking why it means they're not occupied with something else, they're intrigued and they want to know why. And if we can explain that why, On their level and their understanding, Mm -hmm. then
2: you know what? They're going to excel. They're going to say, okay, I get that. Let's Agreed. move on. What, what about this? Agreed. What about this? My my, my least favorite thing Engagement. In, the, in, in the fire service, I walk into my volunteer house and, you know, listen, I have 20 years there now. I don't need to be going over the rig all the time. But when they move something on the rig, I want to know where it is. But you'll see a guy with, you know, seven months and he's laying on the couch watching, you know, the beautiful big screen TV. And it's like, hey, well, what are you doing, man? You don't have a TV at home? Well, it's not as nice as this one. Oh, okay. And you could start watching it when you right. can literally go find everything on the the rig that I asked for and you know I have 20 years I just went over the rig because I saw on the whiteboard that they moved such and such a tool to a different compartment and I went and checked to make sure that it's there to make sure that if I need it later on it's there for me I drove through a fire two weeks ago uh drove the engine
0: um hooked up you know whole nine yards and we had different adapters it was a different town so they have different thread and so on I haven't opened up that thread bag in I don't know years Right? We open up the threads, they're color coded, right? The kid that hit the hydrant, I laid in, right? And then he he comes running up to me, he's like, I can't, I can't hook up, I can't hook up. We got the wrong this, the wrong that. So now I'm thinking to myself like that, that almost sets in, right? It set in and I go, oh shit, I haven't looked in his bag. Like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. do we have two and a half adapters in here, is this the steamer connection? Like, what do I have in here? So now I'm fumbling with it, right? And I'm 24 years in that house, like I should, so you're absolutely right, brother. Like, we need to get yeah. back. We also have to, and I love that, Mark. You hit on it, too. When that new kid's in the firehouse, it gives all of us the opportunity to get back out. And there's
2: nothing then, that pushes them than turning around and seeing someone with a, that's right. you know, a lot of time. You know, they're doing it. Well, and it if was he's awesome, doing it, I'm going to do it, too. We took a knee after that job at the hydrant while we were packing. Right, and go over it. We
0: took a knee at the hydrant, yep. and everybody hustled around from the engine, and we sat down, and we went over the bag. We took everything out of the bag. We talked about it. We said, we're going to do it this way from now on. This is going to work. This isn't going to work so
1: on it was a fantastic opportunity
2: 100 well, like, percent. and yes. you mentioned
1: you mentioned with the why all right the new guy being curious which is which is all good you also have the new guy that just wants to question a thought oh well i get that and, too absolutely <laughs> but even that can be a learning could be a learning point because that guy's looking to just question you know why do we have to do this and why do we have to and it's because they don't understand the culture you know Why do we all turn out for this? And why do we all have to be at that? Or, you know, why do we all carry this in our gear? And why, because there's a a reason why you have that 24 foot piece of webbing. Somebody died, a guy had a hard time getting them out. And the job gave you this webbing to make sure that you could get somebody out. Why do you wear that bailout system? Because somebody gave their life and they turned around and someone said, hey, we need to give these guys the best protection possible. And that's why you have it. And I think when you get those points into their head, They might not admit it to you then, but they think about it on the car ride home and they go, all right. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Mark, what you just said
0: on is super powerful, right? When you have things in the job that um, change because of something that's happened, it's super impactful.
2: Um, It affects the most senior guy all the way down. Right, and unfortunately, it's usually the only way things do change.
1: We're very, we're extremely,
2: yeah. as a profession, if you will, we're extremely reactionary. Right, we we change something as little as we, we go to a job and we stretch a different way because in such and such of an apartment complex in your response area. Well, why why do you guys back the rig back down and then drop a line and pull back out? Well, one time we had a job and we lost half the apartment complex because we tried to find a hydrant in and it doesn't exist. You know, so we're we're reactionary, and that's okay. I mean, you're never going to predict everything we're going to go to. But like you said, it's very powerful from, you know, the senior guy in the firehouse down when a a Black Sunday happens on the FDNY. And then all of a sudden, we're all wearing bailout ropes. But we got to be willing to tell those stories. Without a doubt. I mean, I, I was working that day, and I remember hearing it all come mm-hmm. over sure. and you know and then it comes over that someone in 103 passes away as well and it's you know it was a little overwhelming i was still very young on the job and it's it. like jesus this is uh this is a pretty bad day here what what's going on
0: but but like everything with time things heal and people move on but we have to
2: rekindle those stories though i think it's important for our lineage no well but, i God no go ahead. i say it all we tell the stories of my dad Nonstop. I mean, my dad was a fixture in our volley house. I mean, when he, when he went, the place took a big hit. Um, we have another senior guy there who's, you know, like a father to my brothers and I, and a, an awesome, awesome guy. And uh, kind of as time went on, he molded into both roles. You know, my father was the operational guy, and the, hey, we need to buy this, you know, we need to do this. Sure. We need to keep up with the changing sure. times. And then the guy, John, who's the other senior guy there, was kind of like, Ronnie, we don't have the money for that, or let's put this off till then. So they, they played off each other very well. And then you saw... It took a little bit of time, but all of a sudden, they the one guy who was left molded into both roles. And right. how he did it was he went to guys like my brothers and I or other guys who were very active in the operational side of it and was like, hey, what do you think? You know, I got to make this decision on my own now, so what do you think? And he, it's now that we joke. It's his firehouse. You know, he's the senior guy, and nothing, everything goes through him. Yeah. Um, you know, you're the captain there. It's almost like, you know, it's a borderline insult because you yeah. have to ask him if it's okay. <laughs>
1: History. History repeats itself. Sure does. All right. We've learned that through battles. We learn that at fires. And mm-hmm. again, if you can get people to understand that, read fatal fire reports. All right. Learn what was good, what went bad. I've always said, and there's no disrespect towards any brother or sister that passed away, but if you look at any fire report, something has always deviated away from the basics, how we do things. Right. It could be from, well, engine one thought that they really didn't need a hydrant because the fire wasn't that big at the time. Why deviate? stick to the basics. If you stick to the basics, everything generally moves the right way. There's unforeseen circumstances that happen, things that we can't prevent, but there are things that we can prevent. And you, if you get people to understand these, when the whole ventilation topic came up a couple of years ago, remember when the whole voodoo of ventilation and all these people are changing the world, I, I would sit there and listen to guys. Oh, this is ridiculous. People are changing. I agree to a point, but there were other times where guys just thought that you walk up to a house and you just take a tool and all you do is break windows. And that's not what we do. And I would say to them, if you pulled up on scene and you saw a police officer with his nightstick out and he's cracking away at windows, what would you say to that guy? You'd say, hey, asshole, what the hell are you doing, man? Well, think about that now as you're a fireman. Control and ventilation. Who should control that ventilation? Not the chief on the outside, the guys on the inside, that engine and truck company officer, because... If the windows are vented the wrong way, or that, or it's uh, you know taken in an earlier fashion, who's paying the price for it? That's right. Those guys that are on the inside. And I think if you understand that ventilation and attack have to be coordinated, it's it's not rocket science. We've been doing it since the dawn of time.
0: I think the real important part of all of this, though, is communication. Right. Hundred oh, percent. Definitely.
2: I think another thing that we we all are guilty of is nobody's a fan of change. You know, all of a sudden something changes in our profession and everybody freaks out. When meanwhile, it's almost impossible to reinvent the wheel here. We've kind of been doing everything the same way for a long, long time. And just, you know, a lot of times it's something worded differently. I think the ventilation thing was was the best example of it ever. I mean... You read what people were writing 25, 30 years ago saying, hey, this is what we have to do. This is, you know, we have to go about it this way. And then all of a sudden we started saying it 30 years later and people like, I'm not doing that. I'm not. Bro, slow down a minute. Read it. Read it better. And you're going to realize it's the way you've been operating for a long time. You know, they're saying the OV should be communicating with the first two truck boss on whether or not he should take the window. Just because you didn't used to call them on the radio and ask for it, you were waiting for what? You were waiting to hear the primer go on the engine, right? Because the primer going on the engine means means they were charging the first line. Now you heard that. Or you were waiting to see water hit the window in the fire room. You know, Sounds so sense, right? I mean, now, now, mm-hmm. But they gave us all radios, so now they're just telling us, "Hey, use your radio. Call the first two truck boss." It's not saying you have to do it every time. If you're a little confused or maybe might be at the wrong window, call the truck boss and ask him if you could vent. If you see the water hit the window, pick the window. You know, they're not. It, it just changes like the the worst thing you could ask for on this on this job. When meanwhile. When you really read into it, the change isn't usually that big of a deal. No, how how, how right. many guys how
1: many guys turn around at jobs we're at and say, well, about cutting a hole in the roof, it's a mattress fire. You know what? You're not sure. Call the boss. Hey, boss, you need you need that hole. No, 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 we got it. All right, I don't need to cut a hole in this guy's roof. Now you got a good job, of course. Cut that hole, position sure. it, get as many rooms as possible, open it. That's all good stuff. But again, you've got to be a proactive firefighter. you got to start to think and say, hey, what's going on then? And looking at the smoke condition, hearing the progress reports on the radio, you got to start piecing the puzzle together. Like Tommy said, is the OV, the same thing. I hear the truck boss is struggling on the inside. They're making a push. All right, I'm going to try to get in that window. I'm going to do my vent, enter, and search. I hear the engine saying, give me water. I know, all right. I'm going to time my ventilation to the fire attack. These are all things that you have to teach guys and train guys on. We live on stigmatism of T-shirts. I'm a bad axe and I'm this and I'm that. And uh, I fight what your mother fears. And, and Wait, what your
2: mother fears? Yeah, there's people that I've fights. never seen that one. It's out there. I don't even I've know, what my, I don't even know right. what my mom I no, fears. Though. I, know, I don't know my mom oh my fears God. commenting on saying Tommy hello to her son. Or
1: purse snatching. Tommy, like, my father is <laughs> tough. My mother is tougher.
2: Well, oh, my... No doubt. Right. Carol my mom, is right. the toughest yeah. woman I there know. Is no, there is no doubt right that my mom can now. kick the shit out of her three all sons. Right, so
3: let's, let's <laughs> do this.
0: Listen, we can put our mothers in a battle royal all night long. What I want to talk about then is this, and this is where this is kind of heading, right? Is, and we talk about this on our platform and, and so on, and I want to bring it up to you guys because you have a lot of practical hands-on experience, and and I think this conversation opens it up. Mark, you kind of opened the door to this, is initiative. How do you teach that initiative? How do we take, right, in the, in the FDNY, you guys have riding positions in your five-man engine, six-man truck, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So everybody, on especially on the truck side, you're working independently mostly unless you're the, what, I, irons, irons with the, the can, officer, right? right? in the can. Irons in right? can with the officer. So, so if you're the OV or the roof, right, or the chauffeur, whatever, whatever the position, right, you're typically working independent. Mm-hmm. And typically that's a more senior position right. because it is... A position that requires experience
1: thinking. and it yeah, thinking. Thinking. That's a good way to put it. It's it's simple, it's thinking. You put that guy in as a as a boss, you put that guy into that position because you know he can think, or you're training him to think. So it's all about thinking. Easy said. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think pride has a
2: lot to do with it too. Now, I mean, I you know, just took I, a dramatic pause if you will. I could Not, take no. I could take any idiot Right. And as long as he has personal pride, you, you're, you're banking on that when he's riding the position. Go learn it. Have some pride in what you're doing. And now yeah. give it to me. You know, and same thing as when you screw up or you, you know, you quote unquote fuck up, be Own ready it. to hear about it. Yeah. And 100%. Be ready to hear about it and don't tell me, you know, I don't think I was wrong.
1: Thinking, you know? thinking does not mean that you did it 100% right. Thinking means you did what you thought. Was the right way to do it? Well, or I agree. To the policy I agree. tactics. I agree. I, I was an active battalion chief yesterday in, uh, in my neighborhood. We had a job, and I said to the all hands chief and I said to the deputy, How'd I do? What could I have done better? What should I change? And that's the only way I think you learn. Every far you go to, Tommy Geese is the Irons guy. He turns around, tells the other guys in the company what he did. Somebody may say, Hey, that was a good move. He "Hey, that's something I'm going to throw in, in the bank. I like that move." Somebody else may say, "Hey, Tommy, I ran into the same situation two weeks ago. Next time you get this, try that." That's how we all learn. Are Maybe we having those conversations
2: conference. still? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think there's still the conversation of, well, you, you know, you did it wrong. You did it right. You, but I always look for the reason. You know, what did what did you? I did this. Okay, why? You know, we go back saying, there it is. Why again. I think what I was, uh, go ahead, Rob. I think that
3: one of the things that comes out of this is that we've never, we've never tackled it as a fire service. I don't think in like a a sexy class or anything like that, but it's by doing this, we're teaching logic because that's what we're getting at. We want a logical firefighter looking at the building, making decisions, thinking and seeing things through. I heard a great quote the other day. Somebody said something about like, Hey, you throw tools in the toolbox, but like, when the shades the fan, my toolbox is a mess. Like I'm going to go open it up and I'm right screws here screws here with that logic and that theory that this is what's coming out of that, you know, of, of that, the experience of getting, giving the guys the feedback or saying that, Hey, I did this on this door and then you bring it back. That's what's. And I think our- the, I think the
2: asking of, you know, not just what you did, but you may get an explanation that kind of shocks you a little bit, you yeah. know? Oh, I had the OV. All right. You I'm, um, you know, in our company is supposed to go to, you know, for it, we'll just use an example. You're supposed to go to the rear and go in a second floor window. You went through a first floor window. So automatically in my head, you're wrong. But then you ask, you know, why, why'd you do that? Well, there were Buzz Lightyear curtains blowing in the wind and I didn't see a kid laying on the floor. Okay. Sounds good. I just got an answer. That's right. You know, I, yeah, you made the good move. You, you saw a kid's bedroom with smoke coming out of it and no kid. So odds are, you were going through the window thinking, hey, this kid's probably still in here. You made a great move. Yeah, there was no kid in there, but you had an explanation for your move. Yeah, I, I agree. All right? And just because, you know, I think that your move wasn't our quote-unquote company procedure, you gave me the right reason. If your reason is, I don't know, or it's the only thing I could think of, well, then you fucked up. You were you, wrong.
0: You can't fault, like, my, my thing as a manager, right, whether in a firehouse or in my in my business and in life and my kids... You can't find fault in somebody making a decision if they can back up their decision that's, with reasoning. That, that's exactly right? well, what I'm getting But at. But too often, too often it's easy to pick that apart. And but, I, th- I think that's happening everywhere, right? Like, I think it's easy to dis- discount the reasoning because you know better or, or belittle, right? Or, or knock them down a peg because... Without a
2: doubt. But the that,
0: outcome wasn't what you wanted. But right? it doesn't
2: necessarily mean we can't pick it apart. You know, I understand we, that too, you know, right. I like people who say, oh, the Monday morning quarterbacks of a fire, the right. armchair quarterbacks of a fire. Well, what else would you like? I wasn't at your fire, right? right? I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I should be commenting ridiculously and saying everything you did was wrong, but at the same time, I'm giving you my input on an ex- experiences I've had that are similar. So you went through that first floor window without the buzz light, year curtains blowing in the wind. Well, why'd you do it? I. I thought that was the right move. Okay, it wasn't the right move. The right move is second floor rear. Why? Well, the reason it is is because the inside team is hopefully covering that first floor where the fire is. You have to get somewhere else. We're trying to cover as much of the building with as little people as we can. Oh, okay. So... And, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of times where people pick it apart for the sake of picking it apart, of showing off their knowledge. I, mm-hmm. I think that That's is absolutely. extremely popular in the fire service, where That's you where have to right, where you with. have to show me what you know.
0: That's right. Whereas in this situation, Look at me. Right,
2: where in this situation, the young guy might actually have a point and, and did something because he has a good idea of why he did it. And then you take that and you kind of move on from it and it's, hey, this guy's more heads up than I thought. I love that. You know, and I love that. you I didn't see his reasoning. And that's that's a up to me as a great example of he was running to the rear and as he's getting to the rear with his portable ladder, he sees those curtains blowing in the wind and his reasoning was, "Hey, why wouldn't there be a kid in there? He's not right. laying on the floor. Right. He wasn't on the front right. lawn. I didn't see him. Yeah, maybe he's in the neighbor's house, but I went after him because I thought he was in that room." Great move. Yep. I, I, that's a great move. Now, if I'm the guy who has to, quote, unquote, flex my muscles of my knowledge, can I go after that and say, that's not what we do as a company? You know what? Then I'm wrong. Because he Are has a good passed. point, and I should be saying, all right, if you were going to the rear and you didn't see that, what should you have done? And if his answer is second floor rear, then he nailed it. It's a win. He, I, I got a guy who's you much well. more heads up than I thought.
1: You got that right, Mark. Well, there's, say- there's two critiques going on in the fire service today, suggestive and accusatory all right especially on social media so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's probably a 70 30 split suggestive being 30 percent, which is wrong we shouldn't be doing that suggestive should be tommy just tells me hey i went to the rear i saw the curtains okay good move getting to the rear bro you did this right this right okay at this step you probably should have changed your game you should have went to here you should have done this instead if you look at social media there's a picture you holding let's just say you with your hand up against the axe right right at the head of the axe what are people saying look at this idiot he's gonna smash his fingers not hey is there a reason why he was doing that in this picture or what why was this guy carrying that why does that guy carry that hunting knife on his radio strap you know or his light strap in the front why does he have it what's the purpose behind it maybe you'll pick something up out of it maybe say hey there's you know there's a, another a different tool you should be carrying or a, a different way of doing things but guys don't like to do that and social media feeds into that because sure. if we can get on the frenzy of did you see what that guy did from 147 or 176 or you know from uh, Patterson everybody just wants to sit there and rip the guy apart but maybe you weren't there to see he couldn't get that ladder to the rear yard or whatever maybe he, whatever hurt himself he got a, whatever happened to him there's always a story behind what's going on. And you need to I, know the full story. I remember
3: as like starting in essential firefighting, there was this uh, video that they showed us that was like everything that could go wrong in a fire service, like get ready kid. But there was a video from Chicago of a tank car leaking and a guy went up and he, he put his yes. hand up on the material and he licked it. Mm-hmm. Epic. And, and everybody said he was the licker. Right. And there was a conference where he spoke and he said, he's like, I had a great career. I did all of these things. Right. I was a hazmat guy. I knew what that product was, but that one video of me doing that one thing ruined me. Because
2: nobody has an explanation. Wasn't it maple syrup? Yeah. I believe it was maple syrup in the car. And he knew, they knew it. And he did it as like a joke for, for the guys he was working with. Right. And... Meanwhile, nobody has that explanation but, but plenty of people in their tighty-whities in mom's basement. wanted to let's So, it. let's talk about the tighty-whities in the basement. I mean, I know we hit on this before, but here's the I thing, wear box right? of like, briefs just for the record. I do too. Big box That's of briefs, so guys. I like the support, but I also I got also, like a vent
0: window on the side. It's like Yeah, yeah I, it's I, nice. actually I'm in sp- I've been wearing spider
2: uh, spider underwear only lately and uh, what's the matter? yeah no not at all <laughs> what do you have to wear boxer shorts because you're hanging down to your knee <laughs> that's hurtful um, <laughs> that's not yeah, right mustache yeah yes he's got a 10 times it, listen is this epic, is all right let's clear the. let's mustache. clear the air on the mustache it's a firehouse contest and on saint patrick's day i get to shave it which we can't and march in this year anyway right there is no same yeah put your mask back on put your mask back on but uh I'm, listen where
0: i was uh, tommy i don't mean to cut you off i just oh. i i think what's an important conversation is um you know National Fire rider was born and raised and lives on social media. Social media is important to the fire service. Agreed. Um, but I think what, what the, the conversations need to be, right, the realistic conversations, is that there's, there's good in social media. And anybody that's willing to take the time to shit can or bad talk or make a judgment and takes that time to type something in, right? Mm-hmm. That tells me that they're that guy in the firehouse that like nobody really appreciates anyway, right? They're not the ones doing the job because I know okay. myself. I see things all the time online and I go, man, is that wrong? Or, but it's, man, a- do I not like that picture? Or but I'm not this guy take- had
2: nothing else better to do. I'm
0: not going to take the time, <laughs> right? Nor is right. it my place
1: because who gives a shit what my opinion is?
2: You
0: know what I'm saying?
1: Right? It's the bully mentality. It somebody is. somebody thinks they'll be the most popular kid on the block if they're the first one to throw a stone at somebody on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right? Because you you put that comment and everybody else goes on with the bandwagon. What's this right. like like the guy licking at the What is this guy thinking? Oh my right. god. Meanwhile, they have no clue what the story is behind the real story. Yeah. All right. So we beat this to death, right? So let's talk about PL
0: Volk for a minute. You guys are doing some great things. You have a good cadre of instructors. Your big man versus machine—I mean, that tends to be what leads the charge for PL Vulcan, I, I think. That a lot be, of times, it's dummy
2: hand versus machine. That, here yeah. it is,
0: right? Hold on, it. Yeah. Now, mind you, these are beautiful hand-wrapped cigars that we're going to get into after the show because the studio—these are, studio are Rosario
1: have- cigars, located in the Bronx, New York, and
0: Staten Island. I don't smoke cigars. Tommy, give me a little voice on it that you had the. Yeah,
2: uh, this is my radio voice, nice. ladies and gentlemen. Mark Gregory here, <laughs> radio live national Fire radio. By the way, the tiller time phenomenal. Thanks, pal. Coming from a tiller. Is this I love the it. first time you've seen it? Uh, no, I've seen. Uh, ahead, I demanded right, thanks. the thanks sticker from Mark on the way it. here. Yeah, you're. Yeah, sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, demanded a. It's tiller time. But I want to talk about
0: you guys. You guys are doing good things. Ah, no, me not. Stop. So, so are you? You. Stop. Well, you. Because- you. You, you're the guy. You. You're good, you. You're so good. <laughs> Cut Mark off. Did I get you one? Jesus. Yeah, we're going to do, do another one. I want to talk about this. Um, the man versus machine class tends to be the forte of, of what you guys do, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, others are growing massively. I get it. But uh,
2: the I man it, versus machine where it all came from.
0: But I think... <laughs> that's delicious. And that's mine, by the way. That's mine. Um <laughs> throwing me off my game tonight (laughs) but no i i love this because what you guys the the one class the man versus machine class which we have the kid on the ground by tommy over here and we can show off a couple props and things that you guys do i think you know you guys have the ability to teach a class that like you said before does not affect everybody on
1: a daily basis but
0: But it it does happen
1: i and well the man versus machine yep scenario itself might not affect people on a daily basis but i know i always bring it out in the lecture the biggest thing we teach a man versus machine is simplicity and i tell students i don't care if you're lifting a car today pulling a fireman out moving a hose line venting a roof always go back to simplicity none of us are rocket scientists if this business was a rocket science oh, business, none of be, us would be here today. I would not be sitting no. with no. you. If you guys, not a chance. Any yeah. situation you can dummy. people down. ask me to solve oh. a, a math yeah. problem, and I go cross-eyed and out. get a and headache. And we yeah. always yeah. do. Yeah.
2: But I think the simplicity thing is what made it take off. Absolutely. You know, they started years ago with you know long before my time with the man versus machine class. Um, since. I think our rapid intervention, our fast truck class has kind of come the same way Good. where we're teaching everything so, so sim- simplistic that people take to it. Um, you know, my joke always is we teach a man in machine class. I'll be doing the PowerPoint You show a slide where like 20 things are off the, you know, the heavy rescue. If you have more than three tools off of that rescue, odds are something is there's a way to do this easier. I'm not saying you're doing something wrong. But I'm saying there's probably an easier way to go about this.
0: I like that. You
2: know, yeah. and and then all of a sudden, people it starts to click. You know, we'll show you how to cut a hand out of a meat grinder. People are like, I never saw that right. coming. I exactly. thought that was going to be so much more difficult. It was disassembling machine and four cuts, and it's it's like why overcomplicated? Well, why how about, make how about it any this harder? this
1: one? The ring stuck on a finger. What do Bunt. we always? What's the thing Clutch. we always hear? The Australian doctor on YouTube shows this method where you use a uh, non-rebreather strap. You do this, and you wrap it. And we're like, yeah, that works great. But if you don't have a non-rebreather strap (laughs) at home, what do you have? A rubber band. And I tell the story every class. When my son was 16, he was in high school. Teacher is talking to another teacher, and she's like, I got this ring stuck, and I had it on for a week, and I can't get it off. And here's my snot-nosed kid, Mark. Congratulations. You're in the EMS Academy. There's a Ah, Nice. Um, He turns around and says to this teacher, he says, uh, okay. Hey, um, I can take that ring off. And the teacher says, Really? You know what? He says, Yeah. Says, she says, Well, how do you know how to take this ring? Is my dad does this stuff all the time. I go away with him. So here's a 16 year old with a rubber band, a little bit of soap, boom, 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 pops that ring off. You mentioned the other day. He still failed the class for the about Florida. Cool. This yeah. is very cool. Bring it up.
0: Yeah, so I we, I was down last week at the EMS conference, which, which you know we were exposed to. Him. I did. I got that message today, so I that's why I bought a lot of beer, and I'm gonna go home for two weeks. Yeah, right. Okay. So Mark and I we were just chatting back and forth. We're both in Tampa, but our our paths didn't cross. For the record,
2: both of them were exposed to coronavirus. That's why we were wearing the masks. That is, that's Best fact. of luck. Now no, I
0: know too. it's a fact. So now we have to yeah, spend two great. weeks together, me and you. Mm-hmm. We've I'm been gonna, in that little. I'm Honda falling off the way. Pass me <laughs> one of those beers. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> So, but I, but I think it's cool. I, but this story happens more than not. You guys do the teachings, right? You go down. Absolutely. You teach the course. Or, or while what we're I, teaching. What? <laughs> Stay with us here. Stay with us. Guess not. And what
1: happens, right?
0: A couple weeks later, boom.
1: I have I've been in the gym. My phone rings. And uh, the chief of Waco, Texas was on the phone so the last cool. year. I love that. And yeah. he says, uh, got a situation. I said, what's up? He says, uh, trying to remember the steps for how to get a finger out of a gas tank. I'm like, Yeah. He says, we got one right now. And here we are talking them through it. The other day, they call us that, up again. Waco, is, Waco I taxi, Robbie, Robbie Burgess on. If you're listening, this is just for you and the boys. Hey, you guys aren't gonna believe it. Engine company pulls up, vehicle versus pedestrian, kid pinned under a car, boom, before anybody else got on scene. Engine with some hose roll ups, gets, gets the kid out. That's what it's all about. It, it's good stuff like that. And I think that's what promotes the class even more. When people see Wow, this wasn't rocket science what right. any of these guys did, but what they did was pretty cool, and they got this kid out, and he's alive today. And it, they work all of a, all the tactics that we do are tried and true. They work, and we tell people, you may come to a class and say, "Hey, listen, I want to try this different." Then, bro, this is the place to try it. Let's do it. I love that. Yeah, I
0: I, I love it. I mean, you guys did a they did a ring removal what a couple of days after you were in Tampa. Yep, right. And then it's cool because the, the beauty of social media, right? We talked about the downside. Let's talk about the upside, right? Is the fact that they were like, hey, guys,
1: we like catch a works. lot
2: of our stuff off of social media now where it. we taught you you know per, funny example we were teaching a, a rapid intervention class it took like three times for us to get it done in, in Roslyn Long Island like every time we showed up there they went to a fire like to the point where I think we're being hired there soon just right. so they can go to more work <laughs> the, mean, the first what, time 6,000 square foot yeah 6,000 6, square foot mansion in old in old uh, Westbury like fully involved right, right, right. and uh, I rode there with the chief and the chief's looking at me like I think we might have something I'm like Judging by the plume of smoke that looks like an oil refinery to the <laughs> left of us, I'm pretty confident we might have something here. We turn the corner; it's out like every window of the yeah, house. So
0: can you guys come back next week? <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And oh, yeah. but trust, trust right. me, we get that. But yeah, it yeah, happens yeah, right. so much more than than I ever imagined it would happen. And right. it's I, I'm not saying it's a curse or a jinx, but it, I think it just makes people aware. That it happens more than you think, sure. you know, mm-hmm. and that's how our PowerPoint opens. Is this happens more than you think, and y- you know, you're treating certain things like man versus machine incidents, and that you didn't think were, but now we're giving you a skill that might allow you to to learn to to operate at it more simply and differently. I, I think to
0: the the title of the course man vs. machine makes it sound a lot grandioso mm-hmm. than it really is
1: well and and that's the thing too you get people say no ah, we're not we're not really in, in an industrial right. area it's, i don't have manufacturing here like i don't co- have, we cover everything from basic in industry to home home accidents i mean we talk about snowblowers i mean you on the eastern seaboard you can't pick a place that you're not going to deal with a snowblower incident my brother-in-law is missing
0: the tip of his finger
1: there you go From a snowblower? Yep. And then his other
0: finger's missing from an M80. So he's missing half and whole on both. This is your brother in law? Brother in law.
2: Wow. He's a. He's really a rocket. No, he's a good dude. Uh, Of course, he's a good dude. Anybody who would do stuff like that, you got to
0: throw the M eighty before it blows (laughs) off. (laughs) And (laughs) the quick fuse, quick fuse, the snowblower, (laughs) which you guys, I'm sure, teaches, is that there's energy caught up, and once you release the clog, it's still going to spin. And what do you have to do to what do you have
2: to do to make sure that doesn't happen? Lock the blade in place, or take the spark plug out and release the compression. Right. So that's yep. So and exactly. we teach that with every, we, when we do snowblowers or even during our PowerPoint, we'll teach that is As crazy as it sounds, a simple thing like taking the the spark plug out, it not only makes sure that it can't go back on, it releases the compression Correct. of the engine so that when you do free the newspaper, because it's always a newspaper you ran over,
1: it doesn't give you that one yep.
2: more revolution and leave your brother-in-law that. with a, a digit missing.
1: Yep. So we're, we're teaching the uh, snowblower evolution one day, and it was great. Guy in a class of master mechanic. I mean, this guy, this guy could look at something from 30 feet away and say it was a 10, 10 millimeter right, or 960, right, right. he knew. Right. And here I am teaching, taking a machine apart to this guy. It's like, all right, I'm the idiot savant teaching you. But he brought up a great point. We put the socket to take the uh, spark plug out and it wasn't seated on there right. And the guy said, hey kid, watch this. And he took that socket and he whacked off that ceramic head that's on the spark plug. He says, now it fits and looks at him, he goes, and he said, he he said, that's old school mechanic. And you know what? He taught the instructors that were there. So what, it wasn't a deep enough... It wasn't deep enough. enough But you can tap off. That's just ceramic. Now, some people would turn around and be like, whoa, you just showed up the instructors. We don't look at it that way. We're like, bro, do you mind if we mention the story everywhere we go because you just taught us something and that's what it's got to be about. And
2: also, you know, we were teaching a class in... uh, What is it, Newtown, Massachusetts? Yep. We were just, Newton. Newton, Newton, Newtown, Jimmy, John. Good dudes up there, man. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Some great guy. We've taught up there a bunch. So we're teaching them. They might not have Tom Brady, though, soon. Yeah, they're going to have Tom Brady. That's, anyway. So we're teaching them how to operate on an auger and how to use an angle grinder to shear the- Mike
0: Cadell? Okay. The captain of a rescue company up there. Yes. Good dude. We had Mike. Awesome
1: dude. He's we're, great dude. We're
2: teaching them how to shear these bolts with an angle grinder, how to loosen them with a, a gator grip. And the guy comes up and he goes, can I try something? He used to install garage doors for a living. And I'm like, yeah, sure. He takes a set of channel locks and he locks it on the bottom of the bolt and he shakes it back and forth. The bolt snaps, comes right off. I'm like, bro, where'd you come up with that? He goes, I used to install garage doors. They were always rusted. He goes, I didn't carry an angle grinder. I figured that any bolt below nine sixteenths I could do this with. I'm like, you mind if I show that when I teach? He goes, No, not at that's all. Cool. Yeah. But that's, a, that's We're cool. not, you can't show us up because we're there to learn as much as you are. Exactly. And I think that's because some some instructors will turn around to you and say, Yeah, but we don't we don't teach that. You know, if you teach me something and it works, go with it. Sounds great. I love it. And you know, you you want to come up here and show everyone how to do it? Go right ahead. You're not showing me up. I'm but I, I'm the same as you. We're all I fine. I think that's
0: exactly the message, right? It's like you guys have uh, the street cred and the experience, but there's also going to be that mix of somebody Humility. else has a little tip or trick or yeah. whatever. But if when you're not willing to hear that or share that, you lose, right? We all oh, lose. Exactly. We all lose. So I, I. that's a testament to you guys and and the people that you surround yourself with in your training company. Without
3: a doubt, is there a top like uh, I don't know, like top five, but like even just off the top of your head, something that like where you went to do a class somewhere, and then you heard back, you know, whether it was a couple of days, weeks, what, like, and you're just like, yeah, like we, we nailed it, and like you call each other up, and you're like, hey, remember the class we just taught in, in Waco? We, we get like, that, or, we
1: get that so much more, and uh, it's 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 not one of these. It's it's a pride factor of wow. It's just like if Tommy was in a Firehouse and he shows a kid from 147 a different way of forcing the door and a kid catches a job two days later and says, hey, Tommy, that trick that you showed me, it worked. It's the same thing we teach the classes. Like I said, uh, I had a guy, uh, one of the guys in my firehouse the other day turn around to me and say, hey, Cap, that thing that you were showing the probe the other day about climbing a fence with the webbing, I used that on a roof the other day to get, get to my position, you know, to to take the, uh, the uh, skylights out. It worked. And that's good. And it, here's a guy with 12 years on the job. You know, little things. And the tricks, most of the tricks that we pick up where do you think we pick them up? The same way we're learning things right now, yeah. sitting around a bar, talking to other firefighters, and you know, guys passing on different things. It's all—it's all good stuff.
2: Some of the best drills I've ever been involved in were sitting around. A, we had this uh, this old guy in my firehouse. I shouldn't really call him an old guy. He will pummel me um but you know he was a senior guy and he was a senior guy in my company for a long time He used to sit at the kitchen table every once in a while and just tell stories of jobs he went to and those are some of the best drills i ever had because all of a sudden you'd be learning massive amounts of his knowledge through him telling a story and we weren't putting our bunker gear on we weren't playing with tools we were listening to his tips and sometimes it's a great drill you know and people don't realize that they're actually learning when when they're, they're getting we, a story told are
0: to we them. still doing that
2: I, I think so i think so i hope so, I hope, so. I hope so. yeah 100
0: so. i think you know you guys are you guys come from a um department that is you know turning over guys coming in i mean you have you know the repetition of uh guys coming through the company promoting out and just really promoting the fire service right right you got i think the fdny i mean I, just because i'm a new jersey kid we're, we're kind of influenced by the FDNY and all that. So you guys have a very strong like kitchen table culture, cooking mm-hmm. meal. Yes. Right? I mean, you guys work as a, as a company. I mean, it's just, I think people really, when you think of the, the American Fire Service, like they look at the FDNY in some ways to say like they're the image of what we like to think
1: depending depending on where you are yeah i there's understand places, I understand. places I understand. we go and you know what the typical line is as soon as we go to teach something well that's great that you guys do that that way but it's only three of us on a rig so, well, what, so that's, what do me that's, and tommy do we sh- hey listen i'm a volunteer fireman in my hometown right? so it's tommy well this is how we would do it right then, bro right
0: but i'm talking about the the culture tradition right? yeah like, like you know we're we're spoiled what we've come to learn in oh, our yeah. two years of national fire radios We're absolutely spoiled in the Northeast when it comes to tradition and Uh, culture. Big time.
2: Definitely. Big time.
0: Right? I mean, you walk into most firehouses anywhere from, you know, uh, Virginia up to Maine, and you have decades and maybe centuries of tradition on the walls and the storytelling that goes with
2: Mm -hmm. it. And then you go down south to some places, and it's it's a very different environment.
3: We were just at a place that had five years like they were established for five years and it was, uh, it was down in in Texas with affordable drill towers. And, uh, yeah, and I I just, I like telling the story to people because it's, it it was just for you and I, we watched it and it was so, uh, it was so interesting. And and these three street kids worked with Ray McCormick on engine company work. And then at the end of the day, we were like, Hey, you guys sent the lottery. And I said, you guys know who that was? And like, yeah, that's the brass tax guy. Right and i was like yes and i just kind of walked away <laughs> and let let them go but they they were there they were engaged they they sucked up everything that he had to to give them yeah. that day and
2: what they don't realize is they're building the tradition yeah. you know it's 5 so years that, old this so is the this is you got to start it right you know and mm-hmm. i think that was a big thing uh, you know, after nine eleven on, on the FDMY and some companies that that suffered unfortunately Massive great loss. Yeah. You know, and and like I said before, in, in my volunteer house, we suffered the loss of who was the senior man. You know, my father was that guy that everybody went to with their million questions. But you you gotta start over. And, you know, just because it's a company down south that's junior and doesn't have the long list of tradition, guess what? Twenty-five years from now, they're going to be talking about you.
0: So, and that's a, that's a cool conversation because for us, like we're so blinded by the Northeast, right? And what we know, right? But we right. have people that believe it or not listen and follow us from all over the country, and when we talk about things, we take for granted what we know, mm-hmm. and then you go elsewhere and you go, "Wow, man, these guys are actually in the evolution of building that culture and building yeah. that tradition." Right. Yeah. So when I talk about the firehouse culture. In some places, it doesn't exist. And so that's why I say that, like, does it exist? Like, your kitchen table, like, we look at the Northeast, it, like, we look at the kitchen. The kitchen's the, the round table of the fire. It took me right? till
2: I had some, some time on the job, as you will. And I don't consider myself as having a lot of time at all. I worked with guys who had 35 years. Sure. So my sure. 16 doesn't even compare to that, you know, and this, this body looking as old as it does already. You look fantastic. Exactly. No. You, look amazing. Yeah, you look amazing. Yeah, no, I, look I was like 27 um, tops. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 27. Tucker's only 27. Like, like, like 27 yeah. years so, on a job. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, my body ain't holding up to make it 35, 40 years. I'm well aware of this statistic already, Come on. but, um, I think you got, it. I used to never understand why my company didn't order out for dinner or for lunch and I didn't get it. I was like, what are we cooking these meals for? There's nobody working who cooks. This, this shit sucks. What, what's going on? Right. And now, fortunately for me, I work in a firehouse. There's a lot of good cooks. Me, Lloyd's ribs not, and macaroni so and cheese, my man.
0: Lloyd's ribs. And macaroni that's, and cheese. Is, I actually fantastic. made that.
2: Yeah. I actually made that for dinner one day, and I got a massive amount of complaints. But we were all in the kitchen. We were all bullshitting with each other around the kitchen table. It also makes for a story. We were prepping the meal together. And somewhere in that 10, 20 minutes, we were prepping the Lloyd's ribs because, you know, opening a package and throwing them on the grill is very, very, yeah, and boiling water. water for Velveeta. By the way, for those of you at home, Velveeta shells and cheese craft is bullshit. Um, so, that premier. being said, yeah, it's, it's my I mean, kids, my listen, and my thing, people who make this homemade macaroni and cheese, yeah. Oh, yeah, people who make homemade macaroni and cheese, Velveeta's already mastered the process. So, what are you getting? Well, I at?
0: make homemade mac and cheese, but it's it's I great. put Velveeta in it.
2: But th- then what right. are you doing? They you sell oh, it in a box do you do you at, do you do you at the dress dress grocery store. With what? You're recreating the wheel. No, you can't make it better than Velveeta does it. I stick by my argument. You that's can't fine. make so You're but in that it. amount we're, we're of time of we were in some there some something ribs. came up <laughs> something yeah something came up that we BSed about about a job one of us went to or a run they went to right. today where or a building that they did bi in and the apartment layouts were a little there weird you know. they had wraparound apartments around an elevator shaft something came up mm-hmm. and i think once i hit about 10 years i started getting it that i became one of those guys now we got to go out and get a meal we're not ordering pizza today we got to go out and get a meal or all right we ordered pizza for lunch we're going out to get dinner because i started realizing what was going on and that 10 years of doing that taught me more than i thought it did
0: you know what scares me i mean you 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 guys have the ability to report to the firehouse for your tour and you're there for your tour me as a volunteer right let's i mean we have everybody that watches this page right so me as a volunteer i worry I worry that if I leave the firehouse tomorrow, is somebody going to take my spot and being that guy that facilitates the conversation, facilitates the meal, I facilitates think the now. fact By that accident.
2: we? I know, but but as the ranks are thinning out, no more doubt th- more than ever. And I think that as some people are obviously much better at it than others, I can. Start a conversation in a, a basement absolutely. by myself. You know, exactly. I have a lizard at home. I talk to. No, that's all why the I started Congress. this thing. So, I, I, you guys right. could be here. Shout not out here, to right. Junior.
1: Right. Shout out to right. Junior. Shout to out to Junior. The big I think lizard. this guy's
2: starting his own <laughs> so. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so. uh, I think so. But uh, yeah. this is Man, my yeah, radio, radio voice. Yeah, there it is. Welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the new and improved National Fire Radio. What? WFR. So, but. You know, so do I think there's some people who are better at being that facilitator sure. of the kitchen table conversation sure. than others? Of course, they always call them the guys that are holding court. Right. You know, they're right. sitting at the head of the table. I they're the that. guy that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. bullshitting the most. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean if that guy wasn't there, a conversation isn't going to happen. We're not going to sit in the kitchen and stare at each other. That's not going to happen. I hope you know, my vol- my volunteer house, I love when the guys will get together on a Friday night and, you know, have a couple of sarsaparillas and, uh, and cook a meal together. You know, and now all of a sudden they're tell- A senior guy walks in by accident Because his wife pissed him off And he's got to get out of the house for an hour Now he comes by for a beer And he's bullshitting with them as well And now it's expanding Yeah. You know, because he saw four or five cars in the parking lot And was like, oh, cool I'll go hang out for the night with these guys Oh, I get guys. it, man I You know, and I, I. but I think that but pissing off your wife? So did I No, 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 so, no. <laughs> But <laughs> no, uh, I actually, I'm like Babe, I'm going out of the firehouse The guys are
0: hanging out I'm going to go down and I have will a sarsaparilla my,
2: my wife was cool with that Yeah But these, you know these are uh, it's just the way it. that's the way it is and I don't think that I think the people who join the volunteer fire service are geared like that I think they want to be part of the conversation want to be the want there to be a conversation we're not the, the group of people that sits there and stares at each other and doesn't say anything so I think Yes, the conversations will carry on. Is the fire service going to change? Listen, I, I have 20 years in the changing. fire. I have 20 years in the fire service. It's changed all Let an me awful tell you lot. something about change. They just shut down my kids' schools
0: indefinitely until further notice. My wife just texted this me. Is, so, but really. this is yeah. life now. Yep. They just, just let us just know.
2: They just let us know the way that we do our staffing is going to change. Yep. As of Monday, we're going to a totally different chart that none of us have really ever worked before, right. and it's going to be totally different. So yeah, there's change, but the thing that doesn't change is the traditions of the job. I love that it stays the same no matter what. And we got to make sure of that quote unquote right. they sure yep. they can do whatever they want to us. But Mark, once you're, the you're inside the of a, walls of a
0: busy company, right? Right. It's one thing to be the senior guy or the guy you know in in the company, but it's another one. To be the guy that, in in the FDNY spirit of things, there's only one captain per house, right? One
1: captain, three lieutenants per company, right? Per company, yes, right? And company. Then three, one captain three and then lieutenants. three
0: lieutenants. So yes. that's your house. We're gonna make sure we maintain this.
1: You maintain it with the uh, the backbone of the company. I love I'm um, very big on uh, the senior men. Normally, like in my house, the senior guys, all the uh, the chauffeurs, the truck company chauffeurs, under them, it's it's almost like the mafia. Yeah, so talk about got, that. You've I got love the, this. you've got the Godfather, right? That it starts to branch down, then you get your senior men, then you get your middle management, you go down to your junior guys. I was always brought up in the fire service that uh, problems shouldn't come to the captain. If it comes to the captain, it's a problem. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> the senior men generally handle everything. I'm sure it's the same in 147. Sure. Squared away shop. Captain that's knows how, nothing. That's how they run. The men take care of it. If it's got to come to me, then, then I'll handle it. Now, I'm aware of everything going on in my company, but you know what? It's well oiled they know what they're doing the guys are awesome if something's got to be done we've got a fundraiser we're handling, we've got a funeral detail whatever whatever the issues is that we're doing, the guys know what to do and they'll just say cap, we got it it's taken care of and that's it it's it it all comes down to the men and again it's letting the men run the company do what they have to do to a point I'll take I'll take all the management stuff and that's that's my bag but I let them learn learn from their mistakes learn what they did positively learn what they did negatively so the next time it doesn't go that way
0: yeah and and that's the conversation too person. right
1: is good no we don't have one Tommy i'm uh, sorry I'm on the floor yeah that's fine i mean it's whatever you have to guy. do
0: but mark i i agree with you i think I'll i will return
2: a of- in a minute on national fire <laughs> radio
0: <laughs> ding dong dong yeah should we pause for you
1: are you that are you that important no you don't even have shoes on. What though? is that? And and he's wearing and he's wearing the new stretchy five eleven pants. Do you see that? He just yeah. He's got the hipster five eleven pants, not I, the old traditional five elevens. The hipster stretch. Mark, 5'11 if I, if, pants.
0: if I could, I think the best thing PL Vulcan could do is start its own podcast. Oh, no. We and, um, get, and get and. Oh, no. <laughs> on our planet <laughs> This guy's a character, man. I think I I've, think we have
1: a good group. Why while Tommy is out at a room, yeah, yeah. talk I do, about I it. do want to bring I w- do want to bring this up. Yeah, please. Um we've got 15 guys that work for us. They are fantastic. I and mean, we have guys New York City, uh Boston, we've got guys from Connecticut, guys from Kentucky, guys out in Colorado, all over the place. Massachusetts, uh you know, up in uh, Worcester. <laughs> It's a beautiful relationship. What I really enjoy too is we have got guys like uh, Tommy, his brother Ronnie. Uh, we have uh, Connor. They lost their dads nine eleven. Yeah. And one of the things that means a lot to me is I worked with their dads, and we know their dads. And what the nice thing about it is, is seeing these kids carry on the traditions. I worked at, I worked with their old men, and they it was, they were tough nuts. They were the type of guys that Eddie Garrity, uh, Connor's father, worked with me in a lot of one thirty two. Squared away dude. You'd come out of a building, you felt all full of piss and vinegar, and he would put his arm around you, and he'd go, so how tall was it? How many fire escapes? Were the window bars? What color were the curtains on the third floor? And just when you thought you were that guy, yeah. you were nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they made you learn, and and we carry on those traditions today. So to me, I always get a little choked up. It's great to have guys like that in the company because they're just carrying the traditions sure. on. From their pops and it's sure. it's an awesome awesome thing.
0: I love the lineage. I love the second, third, fourth, fifth generation. I love that whole yeah, definitely right. I mean, I'm yep. a second generation guy. Um, you know, influence grew up in a firehouse, the whole nine yards, right? Um, I think we're I think we're lucky, but I also think it's a double edged sword. Um, I think when you come from that upbringing, I'm gonna hold you to a different standard.
2: Yeah, you should be.
0: I, I agree. You I, know, I, I should that's, that's I me, should right? absolutely
2: like, be held to a, another standard. I Yeah. And,
0: and I, I and I, I grew up
2: watching it. Right. And if I wasn't paying attention when I knew this was what I wanted to do, then shame on me. You yeah. know, I was attending John Norman seminars with my father at 12 years old. You know, on wind-driven fires in Manhattan. If I wasn't paying attention, shame, <laughs> shame on shame that, on me. That is that is You know, shit. and at 12 years old I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life, so, you know, People say, "Oh, that's that's pretty Buffy. That's insane. Twelve years old. You should be out playing with your friends." Yeah, I was out playing with my friends when I wanted to, but my father said, "Hey, Tom, you want to go to a seminar with me?" I tagged along, and now that I'm yeah, you know thirty six and he's been gone nineteen I mean, years, you, I'm glad. Yeah, and I'll tell so, you this too.
0: I I think more so than that. I mean, it's one thing to know what you want to do, right? I mean, I always wanted to be a fireman, right? Whatever role in, in, in wherever yeah. I am, it's great. I always enjoy the fire service, and I love it. But what I what I love mo- I love going to fires. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love going to fires. I'll go to fires every single day. But what I love is the camaraderie, the brotherhood, mm-hmm. the values it's taught me, the things that I've learned, and the friendships I've made. It's It's hard for people to understand. And even even guys, in you know, hey, professional volunteer, man. But even in the career house, you have friends that are 20 years old, and you have friends that are...
2: That's a very different... 60 years old, yeah, right? Absolutely. And, and That's people, a different animal to a lot of people. outside of the
0: fire service, they can't grasp that. They don't understand. Right. When I have a barbecue at my house and I invite all the guys from the firehouse and their families, and then I invite... Uh, all the guys, like all the parents from school and right. all the parents from this and that. Right, they don't understand they go, the age range. Who are uh, these guys? And right. I'm
1: like, oh, that's that's so and so. Are we coming? Are we are, coming this year to the barbecue? Absolutely, Tommy. That's I'm a big eater. Oh, you're yeah. in. No, yeah. oh, I know oh, you're big. Forward.
0: I yeah. listen. I didn't. I didn't think you ate salad. I mean, I, I got discovered. <laughs> no offense. Don't. I don't I don't no mirrors in, the in your house. We don't eat salad in my house. I mean, you <laughs> <saw> <laughs> me eating salad. I saw that. It <laughs> was
1: always for show. Caesar. I saw it. Absolutely.
0: But. My point is this, man, like, you know, through all of this, through the conversations, through everything we're talking about, it, it all lends down to what we're doing here. Yeah. we didn't know you guys until tonight. And I feel like what we've done tonight here is we've had a fantastic conversation um, and it leads to the brotherhood and it leads to the betterment of the fire service. And I think we all have that obligation and responsibility. And whether you're a senior man in the house before you wanted to be a senior man, or you're the captain captain of a, a busy truck, like it does, or a lieutenant of a of a you know a combination department, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I think what when you have the betterment of the job, and the and the want and desire to be better for yourself and to better your department and to better your company, we
2: all win. But yeah, we got to talk about that. And I think that. I think I learned a lot of that, and may, maybe one of the good things, you know, as crazy as that sounds, of, of my father passing away is I learned so much of what great guys in the fire service were. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a mass, you know, Mark said it's it's an honor working with guys whose fathers were on the job. I learned, you know, part of the reason I probably got hired by Mark younger than some other guys did it's because of who my father was. Sure. And when my father went, we learned, you know, there were certain guys that worked with him in his in his company at work and guys who worked with him on the side. My father, you know, he swung a hammer on the side. And guys in the volunteer house that were at my mom's house every day. Yep. And, I mean, they literally, making sure the three of us, the three of us were completely out of control. I mean, we were already complete nuts and now you throw that into the mix and the fact that dad's not there to beat the shit out of us it was game on and they would stop by and be like hey uh you know your dad's not here but we're gonna beat the hell out of you if you guys don't stop and then you know a lieutenant from rescue two who would stop by once a week on his way home from work to check my mom's hot tub to make sure that the hot tub chemicals were right because my father did it my mother didn't know how to do it and he said no you never have to worry about this i'll take care of it and you just learned what the good parts of the job are that have absolutely nothing to do with going to fires.
0: But it has everything to do with going to fires.
2: It, because those oh, guys, those it. my that's father it. always oh, yeah. knew that if anything went wrong, that's right. he had those guys at his back. And it was, it was definitely a very different way to learn the job. But at the same time, when I get on the job, anything that happens to any guy in my firehouse, I try to be the first one there to help him out.
0: And, and tell me, I think that value that you bring, though, is so important to where the fire service is headed. I think it's so easy to have that conversation that, like, oh, things aren't as good as it used to be, or it's not as good as when my dad was there, or,
1: you know, things are different. And it's, do you think they didn't yeah. say the same thing oh, I, 20 I, oh, years? Oh, of I, course. I agree, but that's I that all the time. time. Guys say, oh, that this sucks, and it, right. listen, dude, it's the same. Yeah, maybe there's not as many fires, and maybe things have changed, and we're doing more of this and less of that. I get it. But you know what? It was the same thing I twenty it. years ago. Yeah. They yeah. were they yeah, were yeah, bitching and yeah. yeah. they were bitching and moaning about this shit twenty years. You know, worst it's 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 generation. generation. I mean, it's listen, pretty...
0: every generation after World War II was the worst. The worst generation. generation. One, one of the biggest yeah.
3: things I ever took from working in the city of Poughkeepsie was uh, if you worked at Engine One Ladder One in the union office, they had the old um, logbooks. And one day I went up there and I started reading through them. And back in the day, they used to leave notes about like stuff that we had found, and then like some. Smart ass would come in. I'll never forget. There was a thing that said, engine seven, dent, front fender. And then somebody wrote, art key. And then, like, art wrote underneath it, stick it in your ass. That was his, old, <laughs> that was his it's thing. It's really changed a lot, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: now we just write the name of the guy who made the dent on the dent yeah, on the rake. Den- rig. right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For <laughs> the memo. Jimmy was here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but there was that, like, that, that. And it's just like you said, it, what was happening you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago is happening today. Same circus, different, different form. form. We, we yeah.
2: just had a guy in my firehouse. He got jammed up. Oh No, you're good. We're about to explode. Ride? We got a a no, So no, 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 we no, just no. had a guy in my firehouse get jammed up at a, at a private dwelling fire. And uh, close call, um, took a bunch of smoke, ends up on his way to the hospital. So friend of mine who was a dispatcher, texts me, Tommy, you know, so-and-so's on his way to the hospital. I end up being the first one at the hospital. Got the text message. But it's pretty funny how the second guy to walk into the hospital was another guy whose father passed away. And uh, Brendan Stackpole, his father was Timmy Stackpole, yeah, a legend. Sure, I work with Brendan, who's an awesome guy, great young fireman. And, uh, you know, he's the second guy to walk in the, into the hospital, into the emergency room after me. And I look, I go, it's weird how the two of us are here. But we learned the job a different way. You know, where something like that happens, you're, you you got to be there, front row center, you know, and there to help because everyone was there for us. And, you know, that's that's the way I was brought up in the fire service is we're there for each other no matter what. And if you want to tell me that certain that the amount of work going down is going to change that or certain new regulations are going to change that, it's not going to change. No, the traditions of the flyer service no. are going well, we to remain the same. We forever. have to
0: make sure, though, that your stories are heard and that your legacy is passed on, just like your father's legacy is passed on. What you're doing is is very much important
2: too in the company dynamic. Yeah, without a doubt. And us being able to be out there and teach, I think yeah. we're, we're teaching more than just you know hands on skills. the The attitude we bring, the camaraderie we bring, as from just down to the way all our instructors break each other's balls, I mean, who do you think is texting me this whole time? Absolutely. Like, nice mustache, stupid, and, you know, <laughs> working the word donkey fucker. That's twice around 200 bucks. Um, you know, <laughs> but, you know, that that's just the way it is. And when we go there, they see, well, wait a minute, these four guys, you know, we leave for Baycliffe, Texas tomorrow, and there's four of us going. All four of us are pretty close. Mark and I are very close. Another guy, Mike, another guy, Phil. We're all very good friends. We'll be breaking each other's balls before these guys even realize they're in class. Right. And they kind of look at it as, these are just four more idiots. You know, yeah, they happen to be the ones bringing the knowledge to the class, but it's just four more idiots. And that's a great thing. Yeah. That's a that's a great thing to bring to a classroom where from the word go, nobody's intimidated by, you know, for some reason when we go places, people are intimidated by the FDMY background. I'll be the first to tell you, yeah, does the FDMY go to some of the most work in the country? Yeah, of course. It's a huge city. It's the way it is. There's some really thick ghettos that there's a
1: lot of work in. Economically depressed neighborhoods. Ghetto. So. That's on the but, captain's uh, test. Yeah. You way. have to learn how to talk right, right to be yeah, an officer. Hence exactly, the, the, the reason exact. I'm stuck at Fireman. Well, I
2: understand. I understand. Um, you still got time. But uh, no, time. no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Come Imagine being in charge of eight assholes like me. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Um, no, thanks. But. You know, to me that's that's a good a good thing and we definitely bring that with us whereas you get some instructors who are there they love to tell you where they work. They love to tell you how many fires they went to. They love to tell you that they're the instructor. That's yeah. But that ain't us. That's not our gig. We don't wear and if anybody Mark, Jimmy and Pat, the three owners have pounded that into us. And Nobody I, cares where you're <clears> from. <throat> yeah, they care where you're from. They don't they knew where you were from. Two days before you got yeah yeah here. Treat, you know treat
1: people like they're people and that's that's the key thing like I you know we keep going about Bay Cliff. going there tomorrow they're throwing us a barbecue and we get there because it's like we're family we've been going yeah, there for the last that's six cool. years. And every year, it's not like you're that teaching company that just came in and did a class. Every year, it's like family. We go back, and it's like, and that's not the only department. We've got probably about 15, 20 places. Uh, we go out to Orville, Ohio, right? We yeah. Have the Bishop family. We stay in their houses. We don't even stay in hotels. Worst pizza in place houses. in the world, by Worst the way. Worst pizza place ever. Uh, according the, to Tommy. Listen, no, New York it's, City. Yeah, like nuts. we don't.
2: It's actually a great pizza really, place. They make phenomenal deep dish pizza. But the lady told me I look fifty-six years old. Yes. So fuck that place. So I don't call go <laughs> there. Can only imagine what you're gonna say when you leave here. Uh, I was, uh-huh. Nah, I'm 27, fine. 27. Yeah. 27. You guys are wow. No, here's the deal. <laughs> oh, Tucker, on, you know Off, off Mike is just. I it out should out have there. a mustache like that looks exactly yeah, like yeah, yours. I don't know legit. where the black yeah. mustache like came Hogan from. That's shit right there. No, it's that, phenomenal. Yeah, it I mean that's that's the yeah. way it's supposed to come in. But I you're get not this. allowed You can't have that. I mean, there's there's allowed, and then there's what I'm gonna do just if I could. You know, this is as far. As, yeah, the toothbrush—that's uh-huh. the best. It's got another name everywhere else, but the job likes to call it the toothbrush. <laughs> but you know, like I brought my tormentors down a little bit for stabilization, <laughs> but they're not coming down like that. I mean, you're a full-blown towel ladder above your lip. Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Definitely. But you know, listen, I—I I think that's—I
0: don't I even know where to go from here. Yeah, I—I I do. Listen, I'm so mesmerized by his mustache, I just can't stop.
3: I just want to hit on one thing with
0: him. While you were gone, by the way, I I, I pitched uh, you having
2: your own show for PL Vulcan. You mean PL Vulcan this. Fire Radio? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome. My name's Tom. We'll be diving into several things today with Jeremy Robin and uh, our friend Mark Gregory over there, Captain Ladder Company One Seven Six. How am I doing?
3: doing great you're
2: going to do a yeah, I am going to go I take you. a break I, mean, I don't got, think I can this. do this it's uh Oh you definitely could Well I listen, I, could. I mean I know I could this, I'm trying to downplay this. my skills. Yeah <laughs>
0: I'll be honest with you um tonight's been fantastic uh it's been a really good conversation I think we had on a lot of great stuff It was good for you
1: <laughs> I've had whole, had better. It was good for me too <laughs>
0: Mark Mark I'm going to be honest with you brother <laughs> I've had better It's No 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 I'm like we, I'm not one of those guys sure, like Yeah you know what it's always good. Yeah, I mean, you're it's, a guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always good. clear when we finish. But I'll say this, right? Like I, Jesus, I I will say this. Um, this has been a real good go around. Um, we hit on a lot of different stuff, and I I think all of it is relevant. Um, and all of it is accurate and and to the point that really spells out who you guys are, your training company, who you surround yourself with, and what you guys do. Um, you know, it's important to have a training company. To be able to have the pedigree behind you to teach but it's also important that when you're teaching you can relate and talk to the i don't even say i hate saying students or, they're not they're not the firemen yeah. they're just at, yeah. yes. that's
2: all it is right we don't have students and we i think that's i think that's firemen important. we're teaching today correct and i think that's great and um, tomorrow they're even more equal than to us than they were when we started because mm-hmm. we just gave them what we got i love that absolutely as somebody
3: who's been in the program that's exactly how it happens what program? The man music. versus machine. Yeah. Oh. I, didn't, oh. I didn't
2: know. I was, I I was in a program know. once. I it's know. why I'm the only guy drinking
0: <laughs> I had water. No idea.
1: <laughs> oh, what my program. program was a little weird. different oh, than right. his program. I <laughs> nah, sorry, I got weird real Jesus quick. <laughs> do we have to go by the first names? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't do. Right. I didn't right. do the. Tom, I Tom didn't Tom do the apology step because I had so
2: much to do. It would have taken years. I did Man versus machine. It was great. I.
0: Wow. I, I, we got to wrap this thing up. This is, this is becoming, no, but I, I will be honest. Um, it was an absolute honor to have both of you here tonight. Um, we've been going for like an hour and a half and it's just been, I mean, we go on. flies by. Epic, epic. It sure does. I, I just want, I just truly though, want to say thank you. Um, I think tonight was a really good episode and I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of value out of it. Um, we have the fortunate ability to reach people from big departments to small departments across the country. Um, and whether it's P.L. Volcom or National Fire Radio or anything else, it's just passing the word forward. It's talking about the job. Yep. We hit on a couple things tonight that I think are going to resonate with a lot of people that were that were listening or right. will be listening, um, and I'm proud of that because what we get to do and what you did tonight with us was to get to leave some legacy. You guys get to go out and teach, and you get to leave your stamp on what you do. For us, it's our stamp is this. Um, we surround ourselves with good people. We talk about the good word and we talk about why the job is still and will always be good. Um, Don't stop
2: doing it. No, because and I, I, and I, nothing bothers ahead, nothing bothers me more than people who are who are out there saying the job has changed, the job is different, the job's getting worse. This is my job now, you know. Until I decide to hang up, you know, the boots and my, and my coat, it's it's my job. I fucking love that. You know? I, listen, I swear all night. Long I now. I won't. Uh, I fucking
0: love that. Yeah, like that's
2: and, and I and I take a lot of pride in it, and I love it. And if this is worse than when Mark started, well, I would have loved to have been there when Mark yeah. started and there was a lot more fires, but I'm not. But don't knock my job. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it as best of a ride as I can for I the that. time I'm here. I can't, You didn't control when you were born. Everyone yeah. wanted to be a fireman in the South Bronx in the 70s. If you don't, you never researched it because you were, you know, they quote unquote passing jobs to go to jobs, you know, passing vacant fires to go to occupied dwelling fires. I would have loved to have been a fireman then. I wasn't born then. I'm a born now, and I'm going to make my ride the best I can.
1: I, I think an important thing, too, to remember since we're closing up is yeah. just keep in mind, you are going to make mistakes on this job. You, if you think you're not making mistakes, then you're living in a fantasy where we all make mistakes, we all do things wrong, whether it goes to paperwork, drilling, doing something at a job, but learn from that mistake. Go home. Beat yourself up in the car ride right on the way home saying, you know what? I should have done this different. I should have brought this ladder. I should have done. And next tour you come to work, that's the reset. Learn from that mistake. Don't make that mistake again. And I think that's really a critical thing to get is you've got to pick up from those mistakes. You've got to build from it and educate others to it. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, I was the guy that brought the 16-foot ladder to the rear when I knew I should have brought the 20-foot straight or the 24-foot extension. But what happened? I got lazy. I got complacent. I said, ah, you know, this is going to work. Be that guy to explain it because some other guy is going to make that same exact error one day. Maybe you're going to stop him from making that error.
2: It's a constantly evolving situation we have no control over. So we adapt to what's going on. So, no one's ever walked out of a fire, spiked their tool, and said, fucking nailed it. It's never happened. You've never nailed it. You you did something wrong in the last half hour of putting this fire out that you can improve on. And if you do walk out and think you nailed it, you're dead wrong. Because, you know, you have how many years on the job, Mark? 29. Ever nail it? Nope. Well, I have 16. I haven't nailed it yet. And I, I'm assuming I'm going to get to at least 29 before I, I come Outstanding. close. And... You know, that's kind of my thing when we go drill people. Yeah, I'm here teaching you. I'm here as the guy you're looking at as the instructor. But the reason you're fireman, not student, is because I'm not perfect yet. And I'm not going to get there. I'm going to retire long before I would have reached perfection on this.
1: And, I mean, I, I got a kid who hopefully will be on the job in a couple more years. And, I mean, if I thought the job was going to shit or the way the fire service is going is going down the tubes, I would guide my son another way. I want him to be a part awesome. of this environment because, yeah. listen, like we've said before, it's not the South Bronx. It's, it's, you know, it's not the 80s, but there's still fires out there. There's still brotherhood out there. They're still learning the job and helping. The common goal is to help people, to be out there and do the right thing and enjoy the brotherhood of the firehouse. There is no, If you're a worker at IBM and you fall off your roof tomorrow... Somebody else is sitting in your desk, and those guys are going. Well, that's too bad for Chuck. <laughs> if you're a guy in a firehouse and you fall <laughs> off your roof tomorrow, yeah. there's 25 guys at your house the following day to finish your that roof. roof job. Yep. And I always tell people, that you'll never find that in any other profession.
0: But we got to make sure that we continue
1: that. And the same same thing with this. I had a, a friend of mine who's a fireman had a countdown on his uh, cell phone for when he retires. I said, bro, I said that's a cop tool. Firemen don't count down when they're going to retire because we love our job. Cops don't love their job. not saying all cops, but most cops are like, hey, I'm 20 and out. Firefighters, we don't have that mentality. Why? We love doing what we do. We love teaching the young. We love being a part of the family. And occasionally, why do most senior guys end up leaving a job? Because the family changes. There's more young guys in the house than there are older guys, and what do they become? They kind of become separated from what's going on in, you know, it's it's a generation gap, but it's there. And you, yeah, and you realize it's just natural progression. You know what? I'm the 56 year old guy in the firehouse, right. and it's all 24 year old kids. It's just time for me to move on. It's natural progression. But with it that matters. being
2: said, I like to look at it like this, and, and not, something not that you I'll look finish 56 time, because I know no, i, I know. looking at you, and I said nailed that I nailed that number, huh? <laughs> so, and I'll, I'll say this, and this is how I'll, I'll finish up: friendship, where I'm a volley. And ladder one forty seven two. I shouldn't say ladder one forty seven. Engine two eighty one and ladder one forty seven. Because we're a very tight knit house. The engine and the truck are phenomenal places. Some of the best on the map. And you know, as I get up in time, I start seeing probies come in to both places, and it's my job to make sure that they get it. You're lo- you're not only lucky to be here, but one day you're going to be me, and you got to pass this on because the reason they've been great places for so long is because somebody passed it to me. Now I'm going to pass it to you, and it's your job when I leave. Right now it's my job, right? I Like I said before, this is my job. Stop, call, stop saying it's going to shit, because it's not. As far it's as I'm here, all. it's not Absolutely going to shit. And I'm going to make sure that in your coming up, you're not going to want to listen to anybody saying it's going to shit either, because it's your job when I leave. And that, to me, is the most important thing. Thank you.
0: I, I we're gonna end on that because I will tell you tonight's been um, it's been really good, epic. Um, I think so. Epic. I really do. I love that word, epic. Epic. We're gonna go with epic.
2: It's been it's epic. Spin a donkey, fucker.
1: <laughs> three, three times, <laughs> uh, three times. Hey, before we before do it. we go, yes, sir. There's many people out there that like to do challenge quotes. First, yeah, of yeah. All, first of all, once again, we had let lovely. Rosario cigars. Rosario cigars are hand rolled in the Bronx and Staten. Island. In the South Bronx
2: and on Staten Tears Island. Joe. Smell that cigar. It
1: smells delicious. Is, is that not? It
2: smells like the tobacco you know what the price of is? America.
1: You know prices on this bad boy. So, you know what the prices? No, but. Right. Don't change the topic. No, not at all. Three dollars.
2: Three dollars. That's because Mark is cheap and gets the firefighter (laughs) discount. Hey, do you guys have a first responder discount? Did I mention I'm a fireman? I'm wearing a hat. I got a shirt. I got a coat. (laughs) No. Sorry to hear that.
1: (laughs) Challenge coins are cool, but we came up with the challenge keychain because a challenge coin sits at home. That's right. Or sits in your pocket. You only pull it out when you want a drink from somebody else. Right. Hours, you're here to help a brother. Awesome. You got that bottle opener that's on cool. there.
2: Mark's so proud of it. And I, they're actually kind
1: of cool. Actually, no, I- actually designed by the women of PL Vulcan at a conference who said, those coins are silly. This will be more useful. So to the ladies at PL Vulcan, thank you very much for your ingenuity. <laughs> and listen, you guys truly couldn't do, just like
0: us, we couldn't do it without the, the other half. And, uh, and I think that's an important conversation. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thanks for making the trip out here tonight. Uh, right. thank, thank you, us. coronavirus, yes. for allowing you to have an easy commute over <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nobody's guys, on the road. You, you people know that, 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 that traffic that isn't causing know. coronavirus, yeah, they, they
1: don't understand. Right. Little trick. You want to get out of a speeding ticket? Roll your window down as the cop's approaching. <laughs> exactly. I have coronavirus. Your call, that officer. Works.
0: <laughs> that works. Absolutely. <laughs> um, there, you there, go. there you go, brother.
1: There you go.
0: But I do want to say this. Um, thank you. Do I, need, for, do I need a tissue? No, no, okay, no, right, no, no. I've, I saw your pictures with tissues, and we don't want, <laughs> we don't want to talk about this. So we're moving on. <laughs> but I do want to say this. On, on behalf of uh, Rob, myself, and, and Tucker, and Sebi and National Fire Radio, thanks for joining us tonight, man. I, I think what you guys brought tonight was really a refreshing view of the job. Um, talking about your company and and how you guys humbly do what you do um, should be credited. And I don't want you to sit here and belittle what you guys do because I think you guys bring great value to the fire service. Um, and I thank you guys for making the trip over tonight to to chat with us and uh, so on because I think what's going to come out of this tonight is big stuff. Um, you guys and in, in us, we, we all hit on great topics tonight that I think is no, affecting definitely. the fire service across the board. Um, and I, as much as we joked and jest about a lot of it, um, it's everyday stuff that's happening. Um, so what we love to do here is just put out real shit, um, and you know we we kind of make it on a lighthearted note, but it's it's real conversation, and these conversations are happening in every single firehouse across the country. So um, thank you, thanks for joining us tonight, thanks for the cigars and the bottle openers and um, and so on, but uh, it means the world and. What, more, what means more than, than the stuff is the friendships that are forged here. Absolutely. Um, the brotherhood is alive and well, and we always like to talk about that. And, uh, you know, going forward tonight, if we can ever help and work with you guys. On if you don't here, think I mean, the brotherhood is alive yeah, and oh, well, I agree, brother. check
2: online right now what people are writing because FDIC is postponed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who just see their friends and stuff yeah. there who right. don't get right. to see them all year. And right. it's kind of – I didn't expect the response, like – there's like 30,000 firemen willing to get coronavirus for them yeah. to make it on time. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the brotherhood. <laughs> like you just said, and I think that's something you say every episode, the brotherhood's alive and well. It is. And, and if and you don't think it is, you're just not paying attention or yeah, you're, you're not, not a part involved, of it.
1: You're not checked in. Right. Um, you're checked out. And, and um, when we do come back, though, for part two, Tommy's going to unleash the full back tattoo. Not tonight. No, I gotta lose some. Well, hold deny that, but he will unleash the full dragon. Man, I mean, I we will. P. L. Vulcan so, is gonna give one of our hidden deep dark secrets. Wow, then we the full dragon. Tommy's of big. We need to have
0: you back next week, then, because I man,
1: I'm jumping out of my skin sounds, right now, sounds, wanting yeah, to see nice. you without a shirt. on. I'll run on the treadmill. On that, every day no, we until gotta get then. the fuck out no. of here.
0: All right.
2: Thanks a lot, man. It was Tommy. It was thank awesome. you, Mark. Really was, thank
0: you, guys. I, cheers. Yes, cheers. Cheers. I mean, Truly, thank cheers. you yep. for everything, Tucker. Thanks, it. brother.
1: Thank you, bro. And for
0: Sebi and the rest of National Fire Radio and the guys from PL Vulcan. Um, thanks for checking us out. Um, it's been a fantastic night. And uh, keep the brotherhood. It's alive and well. It's good stuff.
2: Come back soon. Thank you for joining us this
1: evening. <laughs>